Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Smart Wrestling Fan, episode number 786. I think that's right. Um, Smart Wrestling Fan, your number one podcast about wrestling, your favorite longest-running weekly wrestling program ever. That's us. That's us. We're your favorite. I'm so happy. I'm Joe Negron, along with Mr. Mutant Larry, who's mumbling already in the background, drinking. Oh, drinking and mumbling. Mm -hmm. Oh, this show. Yeah. Wrestling this week. Woo! Woo! Well, you this suck! Is a week of wrestling. You stink, wrestling. You're poopy. Mm-hmm. At least it's not as depressing news as last week. It's still not good, but it's... No, no, I don't think it was depressing this week, but man, is it boring. Yeah, it's boring, all right. Um, welcome to the... This isn't boring. Listen to, to us. is not boring. No. Um, I'll tell you what. Uh, we have a lot to say about this week in wrestling, and we will say it today on this program. Uh, don't forget, uh, people... People, 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 follow us on Twitter at SWF Podcast, and also go to our website, smartwrestlingfan.com and patreon.com slash smartwrestlingfan. There you will find a, a plethora of goodness, including the crazy crepe baskets that we're doing, um, the crazy uh, other things that we're doing, other stuff. You should get in on that, right? Do it. Don't forget, we're also doing Smart Movie Fan um, oh with, a, with a donation of... Uh, you could be a producer of Smart Smart Movie Fan episode for a donation of $300 at smartwrestlingfan.com. Go to the bottom of the page, PayPal link. Boom. You donate. You're a producer. You tell us what to do with our time. That's the best part about this. You are in charge of our what time. we do. You mean our time, don't you? you I do. When we time. watch a movie like five times, you know that you've, you've, you've basically gotten away with something. That's what it is. <laughs> so... We need the money to pay the bills. You need us to watch a movie that so you can mock us, or at least either either you're doing it to make fun of us, make us watch something horrible, or you're doing it because you love what you're giving us and you're you're giving True. us amazing content. I can say about the last two smart movie fans, it was one of each because we did episode sixty six like two weeks ago, and that was the the Wicker Man from nineteen seventy three. It was an incredible horror slash thriller classic. It was fantastic. It was a fantastic movie for so many different reasons, but it was so unique and so cool. Wouldn't you know, for episode 67, a smart movie fan, the one that's released today, wow. Hmm. We're reviewing The Wicker Man again, but not the 1973 version. Oh no. The terrible, god awful. Nicholas Cage remake from 2006 where yes that's the one with the bear suit and the bees. I don't know this is something they're going to have to listen to but I will tell you people say what's the worst movie you've ever seen. I always say Star Wars episode 1 because there are movies that might be worse. Yeah. But that had movie had infinite possibilities. Fantastic legacy. All the money in the world. True. Could have got anybody you wanted to work. True. So in a way that is the worst movie ever. But when I consider there is a remake <laughs> of a movie that was fantastic movie. Yeah. And the remake is one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> that gets really close to being worst movie ever. Yeah. I think you might be right. I think you might be right. It's up there with, with most worthless movie of ever. It's up there on that list for sure. It might be number one. Um, but yeah, so we're not going to say any more about the review. Let's just say the movie is what, an hour and 40 minutes long? And the review is over three hours <laughs> long. So once again, we've we've done it again. Uh, and if you want that content, 
Just become a patron on patreon.com slash smartwrestlingfan at the $5 or higher level, and you can get access to all the episodes of Smart Movie Fan that we do and we've done. Um, and like I said, if you want to donate, you can. we can produce an episode for you. Also, um, you can get it on Smart Wrestling Fan Extra on smartwrestlingfan.com. So any of those ways you get it, that's great. So that's it. What number was it? 80, what? Smart Movie, Smart Movie Fan 67, it was. 67. And that's wow. not including the one-offs that we do like. We considered yeah. we considered Smart Bandersnatch fan not a movie even though it was movie length and we spent more than a movie's time doing it. We can consider that its own show. So that's separate than the 67. Also open. Um hey. also the the uh the last Jedi whatever it was Star Wars movie that we saw last Christmas time. Um I believe that is not numbered either. That was like a bonus. So there's plenty of extra content that we, you know, aren't even included in these 67 movies. But holy crap, this uh, this is this is this has been quite a ride. Smart movie, it movie has. fan. What a what a slate of movies. What a slate of movies. Yeah, some crazy stuff. So anyway, so people they know to listen to that. So they should go listen to that. But we have a lot of wrestling to cover, so we're probably going to do that right now. Should we do that right now? Yes. Yeah, so. Okay, we'll start with the news. And of course, do, 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 do breaking news. No, there's no breaking news. But um, let's start with the ratings and then we'll get into the bad news, of, of course. Um, ratings, last week's Monday Night Raw scored 1.9 million viewers again. Oh, wait, that's like the same. SmackDown Live had 2.1 million viewers, up a slight bit from 2 million. Um, I guess they were like, ooh, maybe something's going to happen. Nothing happens. Nope. Uh, AEW. Oh, AEW versus NXT on Wednesday night. This is interesting. A- AEW lost. NXT won handily. Whoa. NXT had 786,000 viewers. AEW only had 633,000. So it's not a slight hmm. win. It's a huge win for NXT. I couldn't even tell you why. Because I guess because of the triple threat North American title match. I, it's a bit only that is the only thing I can think of. Other than that, I didn't particularly care for NXT. So there you go. Hmm. Interesting. But here's your news of the week. Oh my God. First of all, we have to start out with remember last week was the debacle with the way WWE handled the uh, pandemic and the way they wouldn't let people wear masks. And they did that raw where Street Profits high fived everybody. Well, it looks like they might have high-fived themselves right into the COVID because I'm going to say um, I can count on I can count on two hands the number of people that I know that came down with the COVID, down with the COVID in WWE, but I'm going to say that the ones that are confirmed, I think there's only four or five, um, but yeah, the ones I know of, there's, there's almost 10, and then I can think of Everybody you didn't see on SmackDown or Raw, maybe aren't there because of COVID, because they got it. Because everyone was touching everybody at that show and no one was wearing a mask. So let's start with what we know, okay? Muted? Yes. Are you muted? Oh my God. I was asking, where do we go from here? So hard to have a conversation with you, Larry. Especially muted. With your muted um, self. Renee Young was the first one on Twitter to say, guess what? I have the COVID. Mm. When you think about that, Renee was in contact with, oh God, almost everybody. Bad. Next, Dominic Kimmy Schmidt. That's Kayla Braxton. She has the COVID. 
She was in everyone's face doing interviews. Oh, who, who is she not talking to? Oh, my God. Adam Pierce, backstage producer. As you call them, the giant standing on a soapbox or whatever, the one <laughs> week on SmackDown. Yeah, in everyone's face, COVID. Jamie Nobleboy came out on Twitter. Yep, I got th- I got them their COVIDs. Jamie Nobleboy. What do all these people have in common, Larry? Uh, they interact with a boatload of people, and they're also not on-air talents. Correct. You mean they're not in-ring talents. Yeah. And that's the thing. They are just basically just just COVID petri dishes walking around and getting everybody sick. But notice none of, them, none of them are wrestlers because wrestlers were specifically told they're not allowed to talk about their COVID. Yeah, because that's that's the way it works. So wow! So if you were an in ring talent, you were told by WWE. You are not allowed to go on social media and talk about how you have the COVID or they're going to think everybody has the COVID. But they didn't leave. They didn't tell that rule to any of the announcers or or producers. So the announcers and producers all came out and said, hey, I have the COVID. Isn't that weird? Oh, wow. What are the odds that only those four would have it? Uh, I would say the odds are not good. Zero. The odds are zero, Larry. There is no possible way that other people didn't get sick. Let's see who was missing. You can play a game where you just watch SmackDown Raw this week and look at all the people that aren't on screen and think of all the stories that were supposed to continue this week and that matches that were promised and they are not on TV and do the math and you by that can figure out, well, that person probably has COVID or they went home to get away from COVID. That's not good. Because there's a lot of people missing this week. A lot. Dozens, may I say? 15 at hey. least that I can think of? We're coming up on a pay-per-view too. <sighs> we are. So, those again, those were the four people in WWE that said, I have COVID. But yet again, no wrestlers have said it. And again, although didn't some take down their Twitters? Um, no, only Kayla took down her Twitter. Only Kayla? Yeah, only Kayla that I know of. So, um, but that's the COVID debacle. And of course, what happens when you know this whole thing breaks out and then we watch SmackDown? Oh, look, magically, everybody, everybody, now you're allowed to wear a mask, but everybody's not wearing a mask. Only a few people were wearing a mask. And they're those SmackDown branded masks, which means they could have been selling those on the website and it could have been like a free commercial for get your masks at shop.com or whatever. But Vince thinks that's gross, so they're not going to do it. But anyway, at least some people had masks on on SmackDown. But we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Let's go back to the, of course, um, we need to to move from COVID to the... um, Hashtag speaking out that we were talking about last week, monsters in wrestling. And no, I don't mean like like uh, the Braun Strowman type. I mean like actual predators and horrible people and monsters in real life um, and not on screen. And I mean terrible, terrible people that we gave a list last week of the accused. Um, how many different people have assaulted how many different women and men, both, um, it's quite disturbing. Um, and for some reason, the list I had last week didn't include Marty Skrull, and he's one of the big ones on that list. He is the head booker of Ring of Honor. You know, we knew him from 
Japan and Ring of Honor and from being the elite and being yeah, in the elite. And then we thought, we can't believe he didn't go to AEW and he went to yep. Ring of Honor instead. Yeah, he's on the list for being a pedophile and assaulting a woman and other things. But <sighs> is nobody good anymore? Hmm. I don't know. But yeah, so that means that, Larry, he's still in charge of Ring of Honor. And I understand there's no shows going on right now, but he's in charge of that. How does that company stay in business? Well, they're not doing business right now. But I'm saying when they come back, do they just let him like in charge of everything? No, when they come back, they're if they come back. Oh, sad news for you, Larry. And this was a disturbing thing for me, too. But, um, yeah, this past week, Chikara died. Yes, a wrestling uh, company died because people like Icarus and Quackenbush himself um, and others have allegations against them and the company. So the news came out about all these sexual assault allegations, gaslighting allegations, Gacial slurs. I mean, all these horrible physical abuse, mental abuse, um, grooming. All these things came out about these different people in Chikara. And um, yeah, in one day, I want to say like six or seven wrestlers in a row just said, I'm done with this company. I'm done with this company. I'm done with this company. I'm done. It was one after another after another. It was Hollow Wicked, and it was Kimberly, and it was Dasher Hatfield, and it was who they just kept saying, "Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I can't be. In, I can't believe I was ever. I ever. Yeah. Well, Quackenbush made a very weird, awkward statement on Twitter that he would he takes this stuff seriously and he'll make a statement later, and then later that day just said, "Oh yeah, the the company's dead." And out of business, and I'm not going to be head trainer at wrestling Ugh. Wrestle Factory anymore. And that's it; it's over. <sighs> Wasn't that Boy, supposed that, to be? I, there's, it's all bad, and it's all bad for as many bad Wasn't, reasons as you yeah. can think. Wasn't that but supposed wow, to be the, that one? Just right. That was supposed to be the fun, safe wrestling company. That was the Elmo of. And we all know what happened with Elmo. So maybe we should have known. I don't know. I was there a million times. I worked with these guys dozens and dozens, if not, you know, 50 to 100 times. And you think it's one way and it's really in some horrible way. Isn't that nice? No, no. It's so horrible. It's disgusting. And it makes me very sad. Again, this... it's all bad. I'm upset about it all, but this one really just broke my heart. We've had some of these guys on this show. You know, in the past, I've worked with a lot of these people personally. This is not fun to hear at all. This is awful. I don't even know what to say about that one. It's it's not good. Yeah, there's, I, I mean, we need to report the news when it happens and everything, but Wow, this just talking about the general state of what is going on here is just so depressing. It's not good. It's not fun. Um, but more uh, allegations have come out. Um, 
like I said, there's the list has gotten a little bit bigger. Um, some of the wrestlers I've never heard of, but we're just going to move on to this next part, and that's the some of the fallout here. WWE has now fired Liguero and Travis Banks from NXT UK, so they're both gone out of the company, and they've suspended Joe Coffey until further investigation because all three of those guys were on the list, and I guess <sighs> Liguero was one of the worst ones. I... <sighs> Yeah, we're going to have to see what happens to NXT UK because well, know what that's the do. thing. I thought maybe they were going to announce that they're they're going to just stop or whatever. No, now I've, I'm hearing rumblings of they're going to start taping more shows. So what? I don't know about this. I think that's a real bad idea um, for that brand for for WWE for whatever. But WWE isn't exactly into the business of making great decisions lately. So hmm. we shall see. Um, on the Impact Wrestling side, Impact Wrestling, last week they had suspended Big Dump, Michael Elgin, um, but now they've officially fired him. And he tried to get out from under it and say that he left the company right before it happened. But no, he got fired. Too many allegations against him. Not a great guy. Um, and uh, Impact has also fired Tessa Blanchard. Now you might say... Good. She was that horrible racist that they had as champion. And yeah, but that's not the reason. But that's not the reason at all. The reason is she didn't do her job. Her job was to come in and be the world champion. She was the world, not, not the women's champion. She was the world champion. She was the men's champion. And it was a big deal that a woman was men's champion. It was a huge, huge deal. Okay. She didn't want to come in for that. Remember, we talked about this months ago. That they were going to do for somewhere between three and six months worth of tapings. And she decided she couldn't make it in. And we blame it on the COVID and we say, okay, that's fine. So all they did was simply ask her, then Tessa, okay, here's what we're going to do. Can you just record things on your phone? And then we're going to do live via satellite segments. She couldn't even be bothered to do that. And so what, what else is she doing? Larry, I don't know. I don't know. And so she couldn't be bothered to make a video and upload it. You are the world champion of a company that's paying you money. And you can't be bothered. This this just, she doesn't seem like a good person based on all the bullying and racial things and horribleness that I've, all the stories I've heard about her. I never hear, oh, Tessa was so nice and helped me on my career. Why don't I ever hear that story? All I hear is how many horrible things she's done. And now I hear she's a jerk to the people paying her and just decides, no, I don't, they, they kept pestering her to get that video to them. And she put it off to the point where they promised the week before that it was going to be a Josh Matthews live via satellite interview with Tessa Blanchard. And they're going to talk about the state of the championship and all that. Nope. Couldn't be bothered. They had to edit that whole part out at the last minute, barely get the the tape there in time, just the way that they could barely get the tape there in time, Um, the digital version, whatever, in time. Um, When they had to edit out all the Joey Ryan stuff, and now they're editing out all the Michael Elgin stuff. And they don't want these people on their show. But Tessa Blanchard, I, can you imagine this? We always thought what? RVD. We always thought RVD was a jerk or a lazy sack of crap or whatever because he got popped for wellness things when he was, you know, right at his world championship run. And it was like yeah. WWE finally gives him the ball, and he's like, "Dude!" And he messes the whole thing up. But somehow, isn't this way worse? 
she hardly had anything she had to do and didn't want to do it. Yeah, and where does she think she's going to go? Because <sighs> I don't think AEW is going to um, take her. I don't care her dad is there. It's I. She's right. got a lot of baggage. I am so sorry. <sighs> Triple H wants her in NXT already. Oh, okay. He has no morals. But That's really gross to me. I don't want her near you anyone. You don't need ever. her. You're making the decision to take somebody with that baggage that you don't need. There's no... There's no. They're not gaining. I don't viewers. see the upside there. No, no. And this is somebody that just somebody got, with some some stuff that they can talk about. She has all these problems. Getting and no this, viewers, right? She has all these problems, and this is a person who just got fired for refusing to work. Why would you ever want them in your company? I'm sure there's another side to it where she says, "No, I'm not lazy. I didn't want to do it." Some blah 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 technical. She has not come out and said that. So all we can assume is. They told her to do some homework, and she was like, sorry, I I procrastinated, and now it's too late. That's what, that's all we can get from this. That sounds like sounds. a really good, responsible adult to me that you'd want to hire right away. Also, racial slurs and other things. Um, Charlotte is saying that she's oh, only going to be gone for a few weeks, Larry. Not really months like that. It was reported. Yeah. She claims only I'll be I'll be back in a few weeks. She wants to be back for SummerSlam. Mm. I was wanting that to be what she missed. I'd have been okay if she had came back the week after. Me too. I agree. Um, and also in the news, finally, speaking of Impact Wrestling, um, Gallows and Anderson signed a big money contract with Impact, and they're allowed to wrestle in Japan for New Japan as well. So yeah. that's fine. Good for them. I'm not going to watch Impact, but I'm saying good for them for getting a job. So. Whatever. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I'm not saying I care about it. No, just I hate to think of anybody working for it. I know, but yeah, they're getting paid. Tessa was getting paid, too. I don't know why she... Whatever. Anyway, that's the news. Um, there's probably other things, but there's way too many things to get to, and um, we have a lot of wrestling to cover. And, uh, yeah, let's let's start. Let's start with AEW now, I think. Ooh, AEW. Yeah, you that's go show for I it. Cover. That's you. Uh what do we got? More recaps. And then uh, Excalibur, Tony Schiavone, JR. And I guess there's Lumberjacks around the ring. This is Wardlow versus Luchasaurus yeah. in a Lumberjack match. Lumberjack match and with COVID. Really? I don't don't like that combination yeah, at I all. I just, that was. That's off putting to me, especially with the whole WWE outbreak and everybody there is sick and, and AEW we know is doing real tests and real things way before WWE was, but that's not the point. This is a bad look. Yeah. I think of all matches to run lumberjack, probably not a good one. Stupid. Yeah. But lumberjack matches and battle Royals, not a good idea right now. They wrestled. Jarrah wants to know if Luchasaurus was a fan of George the Animal Steel. I think Luchasaurus was born when George the Animal Steel was wrestling, so probably not. But probably remember. not, but he thinks that because he has a green lizard tongue, yeah, that it's... that means green George the Animal Steel tongue, so he can't think of anything else to say. And then, of course, the next caliber thinks that George the Animal Steel used to eat the turnbuckles and not the turnbuckle pads. But, you know, yes, remember when he ripped apart the metal? Those metal oh, that beams. would be that'd be amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, By the way, is, is Liv's Liv Morgan's tongue back normal? Has anybody checked? Uh, it's it's it been out. back normal a long time. Yeah. Okay, well, she doesn't stick it out. I don't know. Uh, Wardlow does uh, a, a cutter off the stage. 
throws people around. JR, again, not only says, thank God, thank God those guys are there to catch him. And I hate that. What? I hate that. And he's like, catch them if you can. No, you don't catch people in wrestling. No. You never say that. And also, it's a lumberjack match, so you know what's happening. They're getting thrown out there. Did you notice Luther is putting himself over the entire match? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, like the heels will go to the face to try to beat him up, and the face will beat the, the heel up. Yeah. Then Luther will, uh, Luther will point his head like, I was too smart to do that. Yeah. He's every shot. Really? Yeah, I don't understand his gimmick. I don't get it. Especially when it's Luther and you are doing nothing in this company right now. Yep. You were you were part of the zombie voodoo crew. Remember that, when he was going to be a zombie voodoo guy? Yeah, and gone. Jericho claims that he was supposed to also, he was considered to be head of the, the Dark Order, the Exalted One, too. No. Yeah, he was wow, at one point had, in time. When they had no one else. What a disappointment that would have been. Shooting Star Press from the stage by Luca, Luchasaurus. And oh, Jericho says... That Luchasaurus jumped. What he says, some like uh, jumping into the wrestlers is like jumping into carpet or something. What was that? I don't know. Quote? Again, stop saying how everyone's cushioning the, this and that. Knock it off. Why did you even say that? Low blow behind the refs back. Word low wins. Oh. And then everybody fights. <clears> hmm. <throat> okay. And then we're told about uh oh something happened with Colt in the Dark Order. They're going to tag together tonight, but he's not part of them. And it was on Dark. Okay. Wow, enough with the dark. I, I can't I can't be bothered. Brit is passing notes back to Tony again. And Hikira Shida versus already in the ring Red Velvet. Okay. Huh. Pinata by Ford's at ringside. She tries to hit Shida. Falcon Arrow. This match lasts no time. Shida wins. And then Shida attacks Penelope Ford. Yeah. So they separate him. Press conference earlier today. Jack Hager and Cody Rhodes. Okay. Jack Hager. Cody is Rhodes. this the worst press conference, fake press conference you've ever seen in your life? It's fine if there was a purpose. I don't know this what was it was. This was so dumb. And that woman there, who is that? She's she's like, you will Again, wrestle they- and championships abound. I words, well, I'm saying words. I don't know what they mean, but I say things they tell me to. Championships in the line on... Yeah, it- She's not, nothing she says makes any sense. Like she's never seen television. I have no idea who she was. But Cody has like 20 people there, but Hager has not got anyone there. There's no one there. And Aaron talks, and I love Aaron, but it was just talking. And they take questions. But they take questions from people that aren't really, like, that aren't real. Yeah. And And they don't, it doesn't matter because, oh, okay, Swagger comes in. So now this is what it is. And they do the little pictures where they have a, a face off and yeah. they take some photos. And then Swagger, Swagger's wife to- tosses a drink in Cody's face and that's it? That's it. This was nothing. This was okay. no, this was phony, unnecessary, pointless. This, this, is, this was not necessary. And there was the zero payoff. This was yeah, a complete waste of time. Why we're even seeing it. Yeah. So remember we saw Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela taking yes, a car. They were ride on last adventures. Week. Yeah. So they stopped to get gas. Joey goes in, buys a bunch of snacks. In the in the parking lot, Sonny Kiss <laughs> is approached by thugs. Thugs start to fight. Joey comes out. Oh, they fight together and they're a really cool tag team. So cool. This was a funny action movie. Yeah, yeah. So I like that. Now we get a match, Colt Cabana and Mr. Brody Lee versus Sonny and Joey Janela. This is weird that both of these are two 
new teams with right. storylines they're pushing. Why are they facing it's each other? It's very confusing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're told we're told they're undefeated tag teams. What? Yeah. Okay. You get weird kickouts because Colt gets a lot. Colt gets more kickouts out of big moves in this company than he usually yeah, does. I don't know. It's Just very strange. Right yeah. Cole. Uh, yeah, Brody saves Colt, and some of the guys from the Dark Order save Colt. So then the heels win. Does Colt trust Brody Lee? We don't know. But, yeah. Lance, Arcon- Lance Archer comes in to sneak attack Sonny. Joe Janela uses a chair, and Lance Archer takes the chair, and then Jake the Snake pulls Lance Archer, Archer off. So, wow, there's some storylines converging that I don't know where we're going. But, like, but- what does this mean? Like, it's going to be um, Lance Archer in a like handicap match against this new team. We're really doing this. I don't, I have no idea where Yikes. any of that's heading. Cause it's not, it's clear that if Lance Archer wrestles either Sonny kiss or Joe Janelli, he's going to kill them. So he could only so, wrestle them together for it to be of it and make yeah. any sense or be a pay-per-view match. Yikes. I don't get it. Joey or JR has an update on Sean Spears and he says, I think you'll like it. Uh, that's doubtful. Yeah. And I realize I don't because guess what? Remember that glove thing? He's got a loaded glove now. That's it. He beat up Pineapple Pete with a loaded glove. That is it. So he's wrestling career changing gimmick. He has a career changing gimmick that he uses on Dark. Wow. Okay. Yep. FTR versus SCU, which is Kaz and Christopher Daniels, because we're told Scorpio Sky is is concentrating on singles. And also, we're told that this match was supposed to be FTR against um, Apple. What's his name? Against COVID? Apple against COVID? Don't know. What's his name? Um, oh, Marshall. Uh, Marshall and, They're supposed to be uh, Marshall and Goldust, but instead it's these Nightmare. guys. And, okay, so we didn't talk about this. On this very episode, they talk about John Moxley was exposed. He was in contact with, now this is before we knew it was Renee, was in contact with someone with COVID, so he decided to stay home for the safety of all the people in this building. And they also said QT Marshall knew someone with COVID. So because he was even near them for a minute, he didn't come in either because they're trying to be as safe as possible. Is it, how is this anything like what WWE is doing? WWE is like, it's a free for all lunatics over there. Okay, I'm not saying AW, I'm not saying AW is great. Yes. I'm not saying they're great as far as, you know, some of the decisions are, are bad. And when we see the crowd, sometimes some, there's some weird like non wrestlers in the crowd, just regular old people. And they're sitting really close together and no masks on. We've seen that for sure. But I mean, they're at least talking about the COVID on, on air. They're at least letting the wrestlers say things. There's no gag order here, like in WWE. So that's all. It just, there's a stark difference. That's all. Yeah. We're told FTR is literally driving to the ring. Mm. When have you ever figuratively drove to Yeah, the I don't ring? know what I, that means, right. Uh, uh, Allie is outside the ring oh hanging God. with Brandy. Why? I don't know. Didn't didn't Brandy not like her? Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mentioned how QT Marshall has the word exposed to COVID. That's what yeah. he said. Mm-hmm. And JR does pimp the fact nobody takes care of their athletes like AEW does with this whole COVID. But you know he's saying it in a way that he's giving the finger to WWE. That's all he means by this. Which is fine, but it's, you know, let's be clear. That's what he meant. 
JR tells us to wear his mask. I guarantee you JR does not wear a mask. He shows himself wearing like a bandana or something at least. I don't believe it. Well, okay. No, no, no. He is really old and he himself could die. So yes, he might. I think he does. If he was 30. Right. Uh, I think think he's one of those guys where in March he wouldn't and he didn't believe anything. And now he's like, oh, crap. It's a good long match, but good night express FTR win. Mm-hmm. FTR talk about, you know, everybody's, you know, bad, but they're they're bad, but they don't look big and bad, but they are big and bad. Yeah. And they're not J. What do I mean? We're not JR's types. Yeah. What did he mean? Hosses. That's what he meant. That's weird yes. to say. Huh. Guess what? Butcher and Blade are in FTR's pickup <clears throat> truck and they threatened to rip the truck in half. Okay. What? They want an eight man tag match at the pay per view. Why are they. Stealing a car to make an eight-man... I don't, I don't know, understand. but that line was weird because at the moment when they said that, you can see Pentagon and Phoenix in the ring standing there. But then what did what does Butcher or Blade say? Blade says, two men, we're going to be teaming up with two men who have no fear. Does he mean zero fear? He botched yeah. their, their catchphrase. Yeah. Pentagon Jr., Ray Phoenix in the ring. They beat up FTR. The Bucks come out for the save. Well, I guess that's the other part of that that they didn't mention. Why? Hmm. How did they know the Young Bucks? And why do they want an eight-man tag? Why would they not want it? It doesn't matter. <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, best friends and uh, Paige and Omega video this package was here about their re- doing a this match. Was, this, this was an was, excellent video package. It was great. The best friends are hilarious. Hugging makes them stronger and... They've never been tag team champs. This was a really good little package. Yes, it was. Uh, Moxley and Cage package. So, okay. Then Brian Cage versus John Cruz. I think it was Joe Cruz, but okay. And Cage just abuses him. And we're like, oh, this is what's going to happen to Moxley. But not now because Moxley had contact with somebody. This is when they said. And then after it, so after the match is over, Taz talks about Moxley's a coward and he's got some BS excuse. Wow. Not really, but it's okay. You're That's, a deal. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Backstage, Colts talking about, hey, winning felt good, Brody Lee. And Brody says, <laughs> yeah, we, you know, sometimes we're going to win. We should we should wrestle on, uh, take on SCU at the pay-per-view. And he's like, okay. But that I was guess. good because Colt was all for trying this. Like, he liked winning. He liked getting a taste of winning. But as soon as he found out he had to wrestle his friends, he was like, oh. That's good. Uh, Brett passes notes to Tony about Big Swole, and Swole can't touch her through the plexiglass. But Swole gets on top of the plexiglass and dumps tra- <laughs> trash on Big. It's very just all that and Brits react. It's very funny. Yeah, it's it, it's very good. Uh, so main event: Santana with Ortiz versus Matt Hardy. It's this was supposed to be the, that doesn't even make sense as a main event. This was supposed yeah. to be Matt Hardy against Sammy Guevara. I guess they had a poll about which Matt would wrestle tonight. They said I didn't. Yeah, match, where was match. that? I guess on Twitter. I don't know. And early in this match, <clears throat> JR says, oh, this match is going to be a handicap match. You'll see why in a minute. Did he think Matt was going to go through all his personalities or something? Oh, I thought he meant because um, Ortiz was going to cheat a million times. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, know. he just assumed that it's going to be like every other heel match there. They're all going to, the teammates going to cheat. That's all. Well, eventually Ortiz does have a sock full of stuff and he goes to beat a Matt. Private Party comes out to make the save. And then, oh, well, technically this is the main event because it's not. Main event, Orange Cassidy talks to Chris Jericho. 
And Jericho yells at Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy has nothing to say. Jericho breaks his sunglasses and they fight all around, which honestly, this was, this, this was actually this pretty sets, good. Yeah. Yeah. It sets up this. I, this is the match I want to see, period. But even if I didn't, this set it up pretty well. I really like and this you, whole and conversation. You set up the world title match, so good. Right. Oh. And Jericho's saying, like, when I, and I don't know if this is real or not, but the whole storyline of him saying, when I heard Tony Khan wanted to sign Orange Cassidy, I was like, why would you ever want to bring that into like a television wrestling program? Yeah, um, serious program. Yeah. But then I saw you and I understood this stupid gimmick. And then when Orange Cassidy just snaps and, and actually is a fighter and attacks Jericho, I mean, all this works. This is really good, what? and I really want to see the match now. Was one of the smartest moves by AEW of all veterans to pick up to pick up Jericho. It was the best thing they've ever because done. Because it gave them legitimacy to yes. their world title at the beginning, and now he doesn't have it, and he still yes. helps carry the show. Because it's- I'm convinced that they originally planned on making Hangman Page as a face the original champion of it. I am convinced of that. And then once they got Jericho, it was like, we're going to change that up. And I and everything worked out for the best when they did that. You know, you oh, can't yeah, go think, back. And, I think it's really, that has been a major thing that's helped this company is Jericho. I think so. We have emails, so I'm going to read them. Read them. Um, this one says, it's from Ford. It says, hi, I enjoyed AEW. Good. I did too. The tag team scene, and I was, it was not a perfect show. That press conference was dog crap. Um, the tag team scene is thriving, and they have so much going on there. I'm intrigued with all the teams and the possible directions. Sunny Kiss has a lot to work on. Sloppy work. Mm, you know. Britt Baker is incredible. Uh, my wife, who before could not care about wrestling, is now a huge AEW fan and loves Britt Baker. She loves watching Being the Elite now, too. She loves Heel Being the Elite Kenny Omega. I love Matt Hardy, but he walks and moves really funny. The more ridiculous my wrestling is, the better. Aw, he can't help it. Um, also, do you think Jim Ross only says Sheeta because he can't pronounce Hikaru? Yes. Um, that's correct. He always only says Sheeta. Uh, Orange Cassidy is the absolute best, and I can't wait. Uh, to be him on Halloween if Halloween happens this year. I'm surprised they only mentioned Inner Circle at all. Love the show as always, Ford. Do you just sit there, Ford, and write down all your thoughts during the show and then just send them in as an email? Thoughts. It's okay. Do you know what I was thinking listening to his email is we always talk, every every entertainment is how can we get new people into this entertainment? Mm -hmm. And wrestling is always like that. It would be so much easier to get someone into wrestling through AEW than WWE. Because what am I going to tell them? I'm going to be like, hey, watch AEW. It's a TV show. But if, right. with WWE, you're like, hey, watch this show and this other show. And then there's other things. Watch, these, uh, watch these bunches of shows that probably aren't going to be that good. That's what you'd have to yeah. say like in 2020. You'd how to would say, you make a fan from, if, you from somebody who knows nothing? How would you make them a wrestling fan through WWE? I don't know you if it's can't, possible. You can't. I could show somebody AEW. I could show I could I could look at a person that doesn't watch wrestling or did watch wrestling or whatever, and I can tell is it am I gonna pick AEW or am I gonna pick New Japan? Because one is presented like a sport, one's presented like just a, a complete, like a traditional wrestling show. And I could show them either one, knowing which one would match their personality type, and pretty much guarantee they would like it. With WWE, if you tried to get somebody to get in on it now, there's nothing to latch on to at all. Yeah, I really don't know what they would be looking for. 
I'd be like, well, there's this guy like called the Fiend. Well, they don't really use him anymore because there's not fans in the crowd, so not the Fiend. Um, well, there's this guy. No, wait, he's not even on anymore. Well, there was this guy that painted himself up like a demon. No, he's not on anymore. He doesn't do that anymore. Well, there's this thing like called the club, and it's part of the bulk. They don't do that anymore. Um, there was this. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing. There is zero to latch onto. It is sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have one, them? I have them. This one says, Dear SWF, I loved your last episode. The coverage and seriousness you, you gave the speaking out movement was informative and fantastic. If it was hard for you gents to do, just know it was hard to listen to as well, but you approached it just right. Love the show. Grumpy to Electric Boogaloo. Thank you. I'm glad it's you... Just, it's just... It's not... It is hard, but it's just... God, you just don't want to approach it. but You don't, but, you know, it's you just got to do what you got to do here. San Jose Anthony writes in and says, Hey, Smart Wrestling team, I'm watching AEW, and I know I'm in the minority here, but I find FTR boring and not entertaining. That's fine. Felt this way in no, NXT. I don't, think that's, I don't think that's wrong. I don't no, think it's, that you're some a, people just you might be in a minority, but there's many, yeah, many some, people who would agree with you. Sure, they look at them and go, why do I care about these guys? Felt this way about them in NXT, WWE main roster, and still feel like that in AEW. Seen a little bit of them on social media. So they seem like decent guys, but it's not clicking with me. It doesn't have to. You don't have to like something because everybody else liked it. And I don't think they came to AEW, and I don't like that they came to AEW because it's tag division I enjoy the most. Oh, I understand. It's taking over the thing you liked. And having them on Dynamite, I'd rather have any other tag team on when their matches come on. Oh, even Butcher and Blade. Oh, and I felt they were the worst team in the strong division. But even the little promo of them stealing the FTR mobile was better than anything I've seen from FTR. What am I missing? They're decent in the ring. It's 2020. Almost everyone is that's on TV between WWE, AEW, NXT, and Impact is decent in the ring. That's not enough now. Just needed to vent it, that. It, it, yeah, but that I've, is the rule. The rule right now is wrestling is not enough. Right. Everybody can but, be a good wrestler. But since I've got your ear for uh, each of when it comes to AEW... Who do you think is overrated? Who do you think needs a bigger push? I think Kenny Omega needs the bigger push, but he won't take it. He doesn't. He won't I'm, do I'm it. I'm perfectly fine with him being worried. I know, but that's the thing. We have to have the slow burn. But I, I, have, I don't want him to miss his window of opportunity, and that may have already happened. I don't know. We in five years we might say he's the biggest star on earth and whatever, and we might even see like, oh look, Kenny Omega leaves AW to go to WWE. You don't know what's going to happen. Okay, you he, never. He know. had a chance to go to WWE, and it could have been the biggest thing ever, or he could be Finn Balor, because honestly, he could he right. could be Finn. But Balor. what I'm saying is, you don't know what's going to happen in the future. Maybe he does everything he wants to there, and then wants to you know explore different avenues or whatever. The point is this: I would say he's the guy that I think needs to be pushed at some point in time. Um, if you're talking smaller guys, maybe uh, maybe Jungle Boy, um, and then uh, if you, as far as who's overrated, uh, I mean, Britt Baker would have been number one overrated as far as like in the last three months, but she's turned herself around and her character outweighs anything that she could possibly do in the ring, so I'm fine with her now. Um, who else is overrated in, in AEW, though? I wouldn't call it overrated, but overexposes too many of these background people who have no story and like just, QT Marshall, like QT Marshall and, and Bunny like, and stuff. Uh, Sean you're right. Spears. You're right. You're right. And I, yeah, that that's a really good point. Um, not that you can't turn them around tomorrow if you, you do could, something correct. But that's not the point. Though. Yeah, you you can you can always say that. Um, going back to FTR, what are you missing? Um, 
it's, they're just not for you. For some of us, we look at them and go, I remember Orrin Anderson, Tully Blanchard, and their wrestling. And then when they came into WWF, when they were the Brain Busters, it was like, there's all these gimmicky, goofy WWF teams, but now there's this serious wrestlers team. And it was like, I wanted to see them get the title so bad. It was like, these guys are so cool as the Brain Busters. Um, you know, and they weren't exciting guys. It was just Tully no. and Arn. Not exciting at all. They were just classic wrestlers, but I don't know. There was something about it that when you mix them with a bunch of gimmick guys, they kind of stand out as old school. That's what FTR is. So if you don't get that or you don't care about that, yeah, you might not care at all. Yeah. I still and think there's they nothing put on, wrong with not being your, your jam as the kids. No, have. but I still think they put on really good tag team matches, though. No, their matches yeah. are fine. I mean, I, I, there's something wrong if you think they can't wrestle, because of course they can wrestle. Yeah. But if they're not your favorites, and it, yeah. Right. It's like, I cannot understand why everyone is not in love with the Iconics, because I can't get enough, but... Yeah, I know. I get it's it. It's not everybody's thing. No, I get it. Thanks for all you guys do, and when I get back to work after the pandemic, I will become an extra subscriber. San Jose Anthony. Thank you. Thank you for the email. Uh, NXT time? Yes. Let's okay. Yeah, what did you think about this NXT? I didn't love it. I'll tell you why right now. Um, NXT, we're not live, sort of live, live to tape. I don't know what it is. But tonight it's going to be the Triple Threat North American Championship match plus number one contender match, which means it's going to be Keith Lee, Finn Balor, Johnny Wrestling, all wrestling for the North American title, and whoever wins that title or retains that title goes on to face Adam Cole in two weeks or whenever it is. Excuse me. I don't remember if it's two weeks or not, um, but whenever. And that's a winner-takes-all match, which uh, we'll talk about if I even believe that's real in a little bit. Um, one hour ago, Cameron Grimes runs away like Benny Hill from Damian Priest's car. And then we see Priest, and he's... The car door is just open. He's laying in the doorway. So it, I guess he got smushed by the car door by Grimes, but it's never explained. He was just supposed to assume like Cameron Grimes is like the car bandit or something, or is like the car, car it's gremlin. It's car-focused parking lot. Yeah, car gremlin, I guess. He's like this little guy that's like, I'm going to get you when you're in your car. I want to see more grimy, but I really don't have had enough of Damien. So this is a weird view. It is a weird thing for me too, because Grimes, I think, is a great character, and uh, yeah, Priest. Is Although he's got great, he needs to stay in NXT a little while longer. His mic work is it's okay. It's not. It's not, it's not perfect. Prime no. time. Yeah, not at all. So Cameron Grimes comes out to the ring. He's supposed to have a match against Priest. And he laughs and he says, well, I guess Priest is scared of me because he's not showing up for his match. Yuck, yuck. And he asks the ref to award the match to him by forfeit. So Damian Priest hobbles into the arena. Wow, I can't read what I, I wrote because of autocorrect. But he gets jumped by Grimes. Jumped. So, yeah. Um, the bell rings. It's Grimes versus Priest and Priest is already injured. And then two cave-ins. And Grimes beats an already beaten up priest, and the feud continues because the heel won by kind of cheating. So it's it's cool. Grimes is getting wins over it's fine. people he should. Yeah. But I, listen, I know they're I, trying to turn this. I can always be wrong about Damian Priest. I've been me wrong too. about tons of people. Me too. But it's more than me being wrong. I just can't believe anyone in power there is seeing something there that they're like really hyped up on. Larry, he's big. That's it. Okay. So you know what? You know what? Uh, uh, Alistair Black, he was big. 
Oh, look, big, really oh good. Oh, my God. Now he's, a, he's on he Raw as a jobber now. Um, earlier today, outside, Rhea Ripley's walking. Excuse me, burp. Robert Stone says that Rhea is playing hard to get by throwing him in the trash. Okay. You have to admit, Robert Stone is getting a lot of airtime. He is, but why? Unless I don't know, this, but he is unless, getting a lot of airtime. Right, unless this whole story is going to actually work. Because remember WWE, when there's a stipulation, usually the answer to the feud is stipulation, ha ha ha, just kidding, nothing happens. That's what WWE does. This time around, I think they should go through with it. So let's find out. Robert Stone um, says, I signed Aaliyah. What do you think of that? Should have signed with me, Rhea Ripley. And Rhea grabs him and throws him in a dumpster. So the second time she threw him away. Aaliyah comes in and she slaps Rhea Ripley in the face. And Rhea's like, now we have a match later because you slapped me. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Uh, Thatcher's Thatch as Thatch can wrestling academy. And he stretches a kid. And now we get to see he's a torture specialist and he's enjoying. He's Minoru Suzuki of, um, of the NXT world. And he's enjoying torturing the child. So there you go. It's not a child. He's an adult. I'm saying the, the wrestling kid, whatever. Too many, too many uh, horrible things in wrestling lately. Now, Legato del Fantasma comes out, which is Legends of Fantasma, uh, the Legends of the Phantom. Um, Santos Escobar versus Jake Atlas is your match, and Phantom Driver Escobar wins. And they have to be very careful during this match because Morrow starts to say that Jake Atlas is. He, he's going to say something like he's doing this for revenge for his friend Drake Maverick. But really, he says he's not doing this for revenge. He's trying to make a name for himself. Because I hope he's not looking for revenge because he's not winning this match. That's for sure. So Escobar wins with the Phantom Driver, and that's that. You know what? I really like Phantasma. I, I just yeah. it, don't put him on that track where all this good stuff happens in NXT. And then he's Lucha House Party. I know. Because, right, you go two ways. You go to Lucha House Party or you get managed by Zelina Vega. And, like, there's no other option. So, I hope there's a third option because I'm really interested. Uh, earlier today, Undisputed Era Psychiatrist segment again. But everybody's wearing the same clothes and it's from the same day, clearly. I There's nothing wrong with these segments. I just don't think it's what they should be doing. Plus, <clears throat> think about it. Yeah. Is this where their stable's career is? Because if it is, again, all I see yeah, we're screwed is when we go to the main roster. Putting yeah. their whole career, all their storylines being ate up in NXT. Yeah. That's a problem. Right. And then when you get to WWE, you're like, I am a stable generic. And there's nothing to it. And you're not interested anymore. Um, so Strong is still sitting there on the couch. And he still thinks that it's a real doctor talking to him. How is this possible? <laughs> anyway... The doctor psychs him up, and then Roger Song goes, It's Kyle O'Reilly! <laughs> and they throw Strong in the trunk of the car, and he survives. So he's like, Yeah, now I'm ready to wrestle Dexter Loomis. And they're like, Yeah, you have a match tonight! And that re-traumatizes him. That's it. It's okay. I, it, I the guess. writing, everything is fine. It's just, is this what they need to be doing now? Right. And if this were, is where they are, when are they? I, maybe their time has passed for being called up. Maybe. 
I don't know. I don't think so because there still could be a huge like invasion type thing, a nexus type angle. If the if you so, can get all so, four so. guys healthy at once, you can still do it. How long have you been asking for this? Yeah, but I'm saying this is a huge thing you can do when the pandemic's over to really, really make it the statement. I, just, I still say there's not enough character there. I mean, okay. if, if you want That's an fair. invasion angle, you got to four guys that fit roles. It's just I, I like them. I've, I've changed my mind. I totally am on board with how great they're doing, but. Yeah, we'll see. Might be an NXT thing. Oh, God. NXT tail of the tape with the three triple threat competitors tonight. And Morrow promises a deep dive into the three competitors. And then we get this eight hour video package just to fill time. And no thanks. I don't need it. And I don't care. Backstage interview with Malcolm Bivens and Indu Share. And they say that Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch suck and they're going to wrestle them and punch them in the face or something. I don't know. I don't know what this is. Birkin and Lurkin, I just, wow. What about them? Just put them up on the main roster as jobbers now. If you're jobbers in NXT. I know, then you have no hope. I know, and they're they're both so good. It's such a shame. No, they're fine. It's just, if this is all they are, throw them up on uh, SmackDown as jobber tag team. I agree. Get them some money. Get them. I I know. Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. Is that their names? That can't be right. Caden Carter. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. That's just a lot of K's and A's. And Caden Carter A's. sounds like a sitcom actress. Hmm. Played somebody's daughter or kid. Okay. Um, I can't believe that those are their names. I think I wrote it down wrong. Oh. Um, versus Giant Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. The heels win, but who cares? This is not anything. And then Dakota Kai talks into the camera, and she's like, I'm going to win the title from Io Shirai, and I'm going to win... I'm going to win that woman title. Why can the women not speak and understand that it's not... The men don't go, I can't wait to win the man title. No, it's the men's championship. It's not the man title. I'll wait to run both sexes don't know how to speak, so... No, they don't, but my God. And did Dakota say this before the match was booked? She did. Uh, Yeah. Yes. Awful. Bronson Reed backstage standing. I don't care about him at all. Keith Lee backstage standing. And you think they're going to have a match or something. But no, it's Karrion Cross comes out with Scarlett. He's going to go against Bronson Reed because Bronson wanted this match. Oh my God. A huge botch they try and edit out. I don't know what Cross was trying to do with Bronson, but he couldn't control him. So they cut to this weird shot of Scarlett that didn't even wasn't even good. And then they cut back and they had to actually put part of the botch in the spot. And then Karrion gives up trying to lift him and just does a clothesline. Cross jacket, cross wins. Yuck. Yuck. Yeah, it's not a good early look. No. I want to really like this, but I'm I'm not convinced yet. I don't know. Mackenzie. I think we, I think we need to like it because they're going to push this and... There's no reason not to like it, so get on board and try to give it a benefit of the doubt. Get on board. There's things about it I don't like, but I want to like it. Do stuff. Um, Yes. Mackenzie backstage. Oh, my God. She explains to Adam Cole what's happening tonight. She's like, did you know that tonight there's a triple threat match and the winner's going to face you for your title? Why are you acting like he doesn't know this? I understand you're telling us at home, but telling him in that way is just so dumb. It's WWE. They don't know what they're doing with their announcers. Mercedes, I'm Beth Phoenix all of a sudden. Mercedes Martinez video package thing. And she's coming soon. Okay. 
Rhea Ripley against Aaliyah with Robert Stone. It's a match. Aaliyah's just terrible at wrestling. Um, Robert Stone throws his shoe at Rhea Ripley. So Rhea grabs Stone. Aaliyah's a jobber and can't even get a roll-up win. Riptide, Rhea wins. Oh, my God. Is this a, is this going to be the funny gimmick? Is that Robert Stone realizes how bad she is and he wants anyone else as a client? Yes. That's funny. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I think is going to happen then. So, um, Johnny wrestling backstage with a weird Beth voiceover because again, a lot of this is phoned in literally, and um, it doesn't sound good. Dexter Loomis versus Roger Strong is a match. Roger gets scared away. He doesn't like Dexter. And then so Loomis wins by count out. And then he puts a submission hold on Bobby Fish. And there's this continues. Well, if Velveteen Dream is MIA and no one knows where we're going with that. Well, Dexter Loomis is kind of on his own here. Yes, I think you're right. I would be okay with Dexter Loomis getting getting this push with those guys for a while and then just going up to the. Yeah, I think he could. Just show up on SmackDown. It'll be fine. Backstage. Okay, here's what I think. So backstage, Robert Stone and Aaliyah are talking to digital William Regal on the iPad. And Regal's like, I'm going to give you... Fine, I'm going to give you the match that you want. It's a handicap match next week. It's going to be Rhea Ripley against both Aaliyah and Robert Stone in a match. And here's the thing. Okay, how is that? How... Do you realize they can only do this because Rhea's big and Stone is small? Yeah, I do. This part of you're telling me this and I totally do not remember this. Okay, well, I'll tell you right now. Robert Stone says, okay, I'll do the match. But if Rhea loses, she has to be in the Robert Stone brand. I get her as a client. And Regal's like, I don't, I, Regal's like, I can't agree to that. There's no way. And Rhea Ripley comes in and goes, Give me a break. Yes, I agree to that. That's stupid. I can easily beat these two. This has to be that Rhea gets rolled up or whatever and loses. And then now she has to be Robert Stonebrand. And you know what the first thing Robert Stone does? What? Looks at Aaliyah and says, you're fired. I Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Please, can we do, please do that. That would be wonderful. Hmm. And then who knows the shenanigans and antics because Rhea Ripley for me is ruined. She got jobbed out at WrestleMania by Charlotte and has been nothing ever since. Okay. That's, it's funny because when you first mentioned her and I just didn't want to make the show go longer, I was going to say, you've got to do something right now with her. Yes. Because she's so like on the cusp of I'm done. Yep. Uh, Yep. Regal's now William Regal says next week, it's a fatal four way match. Elimination, I'm sorry, not Fatal 4-Way, Elimination 4-Way match to determine the number one contender to Io Shirai's title. It's Mia Yim, Tegan Knox. Oh my God, Tegan Knox gets all the title shot things and she never wins. Candace no, she's LeRae, never done anything. No, Candice LeRae and Dakota Kai. How do these people keep getting title shots? But yeah, so Dakota Kai read the script. So when she's saying that stuff in the ring to Io Shirai, she read the script about this. I hate when people do that. My well, God. editing, you can blame editing. You can blame editing. Sure. Maybe she thought this was promoted already next week. Roger strong against Dexter Loomis in a strap oh. match. Is it next week though? Because they 
now they're saying it's Great American Bash? What is happening? So NXT... Okay. Let me get this straight. So AEW is having the Fighter Fest thing, right? Yes, Fighter Fighter Fest. And that's free on free TV, a free pay-per-view, right? But NXT, Vince and Triple H insist that they don't react to other companies and they only... Oh, wait. But but yet they counterprogram everything AEW does to try to get the ratings like higher. They finally got a better rating. How many times has it been that they've ever beaten like three? Not many. It's only been a few times that NXT has won. And now they're they're WWE's trying to claim that Great American Bash just is out of nowhere and it definitely has nothing to do with Oh no. Um, Dusty no. Rhodes or Cody or anything like that. No, no, no. It's their idea to do this on their own, independent of AEW. You know what? F you, WWE. You're just big liars. But anyway, yeah, strap match on the Great American Bash free NXT TV show. And you know what? I don't mind them like being like, nope, that's ours. That's fine. But don't don't pretend like, oh, no, we don't care. And then- right. Oh, wait, it's yeah, the but we're going to try to get Rhodes these, uh... thing. Yeah, don't be stupid. Main event, North American title match, three-way. Johnny Wrestling against Finn Balor against Keith Lee. Keith Lee's the current champ. It's a match. What I realized at this point, and I wrote it down, is that this NXT just wasn't fun for me. Like, AEW, I didn't have, like, parts. I did like parts. It was a combination of all three Stooges for me, but it, it was fun, at least. This show, just, NXT wasn't fun. I don't know. You know, I felt the same way. I sh- I kept watching this show being, thinking, I really need to be more into this. I really need to right. be enjoying this. Now, now, compared to SmackDown and Raw, this was leaps and bounds better. But, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, oh, no. That's that seems always to be the, the way. Always We're always talking case. about, we talk about two different wrestlings. We talk about AEW and NXT. And then we talk then about we talk SmackDown and Raw. SmackDown and, and they're, Raw. they're like in two different worlds. Exactly. They really are. So this was a match. Keith Lee retains. What a shock. Face off with Adam Cole. And then that's it. We're going to get Keith Lee against Adam Cole. Winner take all. What are the odds that that match has a finish? What are the odds that... Larry, they would not do something as stupid as a carrying cross interference. Therefore, no one wins the match. Would they? I would say that is a 44% chance. And then both Adam Cole and Keith Lee are so mad that yep. they fumble, stumble, agree to put their both titles on the line in a triple threat and carrying cross wins. I can almost guarantee you that's what's going to happen. I would if, say it's a, a good chance. If we get a winner, I don't even know who to pick and I will be shocked. Because I let's say, let's say, no. okay, let's say Keith, let's say Adam Cole wins, right? Mm-hmm. Then Karrion Cross is next, and then that basically turns Adam Cole face. So unless you want to do that, which you can, he could be a face, but do you want to do that? Then the other problem is, if Keith Lee wins both titles, then he's won them fresh, and you're going to drop it right away to Karrion Cross anyway. None of this adds up. Yeah, I would be. I would say if not for knowing Karrion Cross was, yeah, this could be Keith Lee's thing. But yeah, with Karrion Cross. Hanging out, and then you're like, "What do you do with him? He just because, loses." Because here's the thing, right? If he just loses, you know what he is? He's Shayna Baszler, because <laughs> that's what they did to her on Raw. They're like, "Let's put all our eggs in one basket with her." We had her squash the entire women's division in an elimination chamber, only to lose to Becky Lynch. 
But and then so that, that the was promise, fine, but then to go away. But that's the thing. And then a promise of a second match that never happened. And then Shayna, yeah. Shayna burst into flames. She's gone. What happened to her? Does she exist? It's somewhere. Maybe she has the COVID. Okay. Well, any emails about NXT? I think there's at least one. Uh, let's see. Come up emails and. I don't think that is. Yeah, it is. And I thought that was Smackdown. Okay. Hey, guys. It's been a long time since I emailed in. And Hi. given the run of horrible news stories in the wrestling world, I wish I had something better to say. Mm. In the past show, there were discussions about how Robert Stone and Chelsea Green, Chelsea Green had switched gimmicks. And it was weird that she hasn't been on TV since the split. Yeah. I've not heard anyone mention the likelihood that she is actually being punished. It's possible. Remember the whole mm. swimming pool thing or hot yeah. tub thing or whatever it was? Not it's not even her pull, though, technically. I know. Given how petty WWE has been shown to be time and time again, I find it hard to believe after the whole Zack Ryder pool fiasco, yes. Chelsea's disappearance is unrelated. Mm. I think WWE are upset by refusing. Yes. By by refused by Zack and are taking it out by arguing any sort of push she had. Guess what WWE does? Hey. That kind of thing all yeah, the oh, time. So You never have to ask, are they that petty? You have to ask, are they going to notice? And there's no proof that notice, that's why. They right. are that petty. All of a sudden, she's de-pushed. She was on TV every week, and then all of a sudden, she has no push. If she goes to Creative and asks, or Triple H and asks what's wrong, they will say Creative has nothing for her. If she will never find out the truth, that it's no. because of that reason, because that's how WWE operates. Never, never doubt that WWE will be super petty. But also never doubt, sometimes you can do anything, and if they just aren't paying attention or don't care, it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, the, the, if it's punishment, it has to be because they actually noticed, and you have yep. to wonder, do they actually care? Yep. Thoughts on the likelihood of this being the case? Honestly, I thought it immediately once the angle happened, but I was willing to wait and see, and so far we haven't seen her on TV. No, since. you're right. I, I totally agree. Apologies for the conspiracy theory novel. Your power forgotten nickname. Sometimes it's not a conspiracy because it's one guy that says she shouldn't have done that. And then that's it. They stop writing for her. The end. It's not a conspiracy. And it's also because there's so many balls in the air. Let's say one writer says, "Uh uh-oh, she shouldn't have done that. Uh, We should not write for her. And everybody's just not even paying attention. And because you miss one week. It just fades in the background. Yeah. So it's not a big punishment. It's just that one blip, yep. that one thing. And then people and just forget you. And you're off the radar and done. Yep. And then most of the time people forget you were on TV. Yep. I mean, the classic example of why isn't Dolph being pushed? Maybe a lot of times he wasn't being pushed. I think more times than not, he was forgotten. Yep. Just the way it is. Yeah. SmackDown? Okay. SmackDown. This is going to be easy. In memory of what? Did you say in memory of Undertaker? It says memory of Fink. That is at the top of every one of my notes. Yeah, that's not right. But but could you not be convinced that this was Undertaker died and this is his tribute show? I don't think he can die, right? (laughs) Right. But if if you're just tuning in, excuse me, and say you haven't watched WWE in years, wouldn't you think that this show was because Undertaker died? Oh, yeah, especially when it's a tribute and he's not there. But right. Yeah. Undertaker package opens tonight. And it's like eight minutes, six minutes, something long. Then we go to the out to the ring and the super superstars around. And they're clapping. Thank you, Undertaker. Not one, not one of them with a mask. 
all clustered together and they're like, oh, look, but we're standing a few feet apart, each one diagonally. So we are following rules. Yeah. And then you're going to roll around in the ring together. So knock it off. Heels are doing it too, which. Thank you, Taker coming out of Miz's mouth sounds so dumb and so disingenuous. Yeah. Disingenuine? Disingenuous? Back to, back to Suvier Siririu. But of the yeah, Gobbledygook. That is Survivor Series back, and the Gobbledygooker. Yeah. 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 So they talk us back to, they're like, we're going to go back to his debut at Survivor Series. What? Is it not one of the funniest things in wrestling that Undertaker sur- that debuted at Survivor Series? The but same day as the Gobbledygooker. Gooker. Yeah. Uh, that is wrestling. Larry, I was, lis- Larry I was listening yeah. to, um, I was listening to, li- um, what was it called? Wrestling Radio with Joel Goodhart on the AM radio and while I'm listening to it and he insists that once that egg hatches, it's going to be Mark, the Eggman callus inside. That's what he said. <laughs> he insisted that that was right. Yep. I love how everybody says that it was a last minute decision, but then where did they get that costume? Yeah. It There's was not no a last, it was minute, a last minute. minute. It was not a last minute. <laughs> they wanted a, they, well, and, and you know what? Lesson not learned. Remember WCW did Peter Puma or whatever his name was. <laughs> what was his Peter name? Puma. I don't know what it was supposed to be. Uh, oh, see, oh, well, and then they had the owl in NXT. Oh, don't forget. F that owl. F that owl. Cena talks about the undertaker and Roman Reigns came back to life. Just to <laughs> see, say something. So about basically the all they did was take stuff from the undertakers, whatever it's called shows those last five specials on the network, the undertaker's last ride thing. Um, yeah, all they did was take those clips and just show them on TV. When was the last time Roman Reigns was mentioned on this? Before this, they wouldn't yeah. even they wouldn't even mention him on that show where they showed like the top moments um, in history and and Corey and um, uh, sorry Seth Rollins beat Roman Reigns for the WWE title. They wouldn't even show that. They showed him beating Brock. They edited Roman Reigns out of his own match. When he's with the company, That's, yeah. we've seen this a billion times. Yeah. He's with. He's it's so weird. He's just sitting at home. It's not. Yeah. Hey, we're going to see the Boneyard match. Well, that's a half hour done. Wow. And with commercials plus in between the Boneyard matches and commercials, uh, Boneyard match and commercials, there would be clips of people talking about The Undertaker. So this took up the first hour of the show. So Corbin is in the ring. King Corbin. And he says the Undertaker is old and he kisses butt and he's protected by a family, the McMahon family. Now, hold on, Larry. Um, Why are we seeing the Undertaker stuff? This week we were promised AJ Styles against Drew Gulak for the... Yeah. um, For the What's It Called title. And Daniel Bryan was supposed to be... was it a title or was it just a match? Or whatever. No, it was a. T- it was for the title because he had gotten a pin over AJ. So, yes. Yeah. There was an Intercontinental title match promised, but AJ's not there. And Daniel Bryan's not there either. And, oh, Otis isn't there. Mr. Money in the Bank. Oh, and Sonya's not there. Oh, and Mandy's not there. Oh, and... Um, okay, if you're going to name Mojo's everybody not who there. wasn't there. Oh, it's and... It's funny. Everybody who had stories wasn't there. Wow, that's weird. Why would you do... Oh, COVID. Got it. Okay, never mind. Continue. So, yeah. Corbin Badmouth seemed Jeff Hardy comes out for the save of The Undertaker's reputation. That's so weird. Because if anybody can save a reputation, it's Jeff Hardy. He's like, remember that one show? We had a ladder match. Okay. 
Yeah, we we went to commercial and Stone Cold and t- and Kurt Angle talked about Undertaker. Okay. Oh my god, listening to Kurt Angle talk is like every time it's embarrassing now. Backstage, Jeff talks more about the Undertaker. He's talking about professionalism. Yeah, Jeff, you tell us about that. And then he's talking like, if I had a okay, this a is mouth- my fa- this was my favorite line in the whole show. Go ahead. Okay, wait, okay, you go ahead. Okay, he said, Jeff Hardy's like, ah. Undertaker's been like my mentor. And if it were up to me, WWE's Mount Rushmore would have Undertaker's face on it four times. <laughs> oh my God. How many drugs was he on to say that? If only I know he, he wasn't on five. Drugs. If he had yes. said five times, it'd be Yes, amazing. that would be great. And Jeff earned his diploma, diploma at Dead Man University. <laughs> That's not a real just, school. No, it's a party school. Jeff went there. Yeah. So uh, he challenges Corbin. Oh, and then as soon as we come back, they say it's official. I don't know who's making this official in seconds, but I don't know. But I don't want that. Yuck. Okay. No one does. Bailey's. I okay. I've always liked. You know my feelings about Bailey. Extremely talented, misused a lot. Since yeah, she yeah, came yeah. From NXT, and I've always liked Sasha. But the fact Bailey and Sasha are saving wrestling right now for Look, me. And this this is, shows you. Listen, this shows you what annoying heel characters can do when they're either funny or they have heel heat, which makes you love to hate them or you just love to love them. Whatever it is, Sasha and an and interesting ba- hook. Right. I'm so glad right. that we have a, a pair of friend heels right. who are still being friends. And, and like, everyone's trying to break we them know up. You want us to break up. Yes. I love that. Gimmick. Okay. Now you take all that and you oversaturate the crap out of that. If it's quality, I'm still for it. This is the stark difference between this and Charlotte, where people are like, Charlotte's doing her job. You hate her because she's on all the shows and she's a heel. No, I hate her because I don't want to watch it. I can't stand Sasha and want to watch it. Right. I can't stand listening to her talk ever with Sasha and Bailey. Let them talk all the whole show. This is hilarious. It's entertaining. Oh, and heel Bailey is annoying to listen to. Oh, my God. entertaining. With that haircut, it's just the worst. (laughs) And it's so entertaining. There is zero. When I hear Charlotte talk, I get zero entertainment value out of it. Not one bit. There's a huge difference. So for the people that are trying to convince me that Charlotte's doing her job because she's a great heel, that's not what's happening. Oversaturated can still work if it's something you really want or it's something that's really fun. Sure. Just to bring it back really old school, Honky Talk Man was so oversaturated. Yep. Remember? And you were so annoyed, but man, you wanted to see him. You wanted to see him get beat up. You wanted to. You did. He was super oversaturated. Until he went on commentary and then you never wanted him ever yeah, again. That was well, a different story. Because he's though. related to King and you could tell that. Yep. That's correct. Also, is this right here the first time they say the words horror show? It is. Correct. On TV. Because what so happened was in the middle show. in the middle of the week, last week after we did the show, all and we we made fun of the Extreme Rules graphic because it looked like Extreme Rules splash juice or whatever and it was like <laughs> this 90s looking like cool, ecto like, cooler uh, one of those looking, things you put a straw in and drink out of. Right, like it's like a Capri Sun or something, right? Yes. Or like a high C juice box and that's what right and that's what the graphic was it's supposed to be summer fun it's blue and green kind of like the jeff hardy face paint i'm serious now all of a sudden on dot com 
they started referring to, they edited every article on .com to read Extreme Rules, the horror show. Yet the graphic just would said Extreme Rules, fun summer edition. So what is it, WWE? So it took them until SmackDown to actually fix the graphic and add, maybe it took till Raw, to add the words, the horror show underneath Extreme Rules. None of it matches up because it's still that Extreme Juice graphic. And why are we doing this? To and, explain a tape segment? And not only that, we call it the horror show before we even find out why. Why couldn't they have waited till after they announced the one match during the show? Yeah. Yep. They knew what's coming. It's stupid. Okay. The winner of this match faces Bailey for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. That's Alexa fair. Alexa Bliss versus Nixi- Nick- Nikki Cross versus Dana Brooke versus Lacey Evans. Oh, maybe Dana went. No. Dana Brooke. Yeah. Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke. 11-minute uh, match. Probably more Nikki Cross wins it. Okay. Wow. <clears throat> New Day and Lucha House Party versus Cesaro and Shinsei Nakamura and Miz and Morrison. Why is this even a match? No one. No one wants this match. No one wants a 12-minute match. Faces win. No one wants a 12-minute match. Again, eight men in the ring at once. This is not a good idea, but they're doing it and whatever, you know? WWE still thinks if you test them and they come up negative in the test, that that means that everybody's safe and can roll around the ring together, not understanding science whatsoever. So whatever, do what you think, but it's how many people are at home sick right now? Okay. King Corbin's in the back. He says, Jeff Hardy is horrible. He's a junkie. Yeah. Jeff Hardy. Braun walks with weird interrupts in the feed. This is awful. Braun. What is he doing, Larry? What do you mean? He's not cutting a promo. He's like, he memorized a book. He memorized the book. No one talks like this. No. Okay. I'm of two minds. He's reading descriptive narrative from a script. This is not good, but he's really trying, and I like the story if it was done better. I love the story. I wonder if we're going to get like like three faces of Bray Wyatt. Yep. I, it's all good. It's all good as far as the, the story goes. The way this is delivered isn't great. He's like, I'm- when I went to the smelly gas swamp, the snake was coiled in a He pile. sounds like Peter the Falk. Venom was- Peter Falk reading the book in the yes, And there's no book. If he was reading out of like, this is from the diary of the old Wyatt family or whatever, that's fine. He's just saying this like he's making it up or remembering it. No one remembers in book form. No. This is I so, really like, but then I, that makes I it fake. Like the story. I, like I know, but then it makes it really, it makes yeah, it hackneyed this, for me and makes it fake and makes me not want it because yeah, the story is itself is good. something you're just going to forget. I know. On purpose. Should I tell the story real quick? Oh, it's, yeah, tell it. They were in a swamp and a snake came up to Bray and he's like, I'm not afraid of you. You're my friend. And then it bit Wyatt in the face and he laughed. And that's when I knew Wyatt was the devil. The end. That's the story. And and the good part was I did his dirty work and it was evil and I kind of liked it. So. Right. It, it had it had all the things you need to be good. It just wasn't delivered the best. Right. So Stroman wants to face Wyatt in the swamp in a, are you ready for this? Swamp match. WWE.com says this is a swamp match match whatever that means okay but okay what is the name of the pay-per-view horror show so not even a house of horrors match it's like swamp match 
But you could have. So, but least, is that all the horror? Just yes. one horror? I think WWE's. I think here. Okay. I think they're placing want, their bets. That they may have to film. You stuff. want to do conspiracy theory now? That's Let's my, do my it. conspiracy theory. Is they think we might have to film stuff and okay. we can get away with it if we gave it some weird name. Okay. You want my? You want my conspiracy theory? What's yours? You know who's in charge of all this crap? Brother Love, right? No, I don't want to know. But yeah. Well, he thinks it's. COVID's a joke and all these things are a joke. Um, he thinks it's funny that we're living in a world right now where it's it's a pandemic in the midst of all these people getting sick and the Black Lives Matter movement and the speaking out and all everything's a horror show. Real life is a horror show. So he oh, thinks geez. it's funny to call this a horror show. You want to talk conspiracy theory? You can say I'm totally wrong on this one, but I actually believe that could be true i would i think i think he's a horrible old man well Shouldn't i be know, anywhere I know near, right near any writing of any kind in any wrestling anymore okay do you remember when they hired hired fred from scooby-doo to write wrestling yes i do okay freddie prince maybe we laughed we mm-hmm. definitely made fun we did stuff but at least it was I, that makes more sense to me than rehiring Brother Love. I know to do this because at least you have again. somebody that maybe can write a creative thing that he's thought yeah, of ideas don't know. or he did but TV. You know movies. what you're getting yeah. with Brother Love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're getting old crap. You're getting tricks on. Are you going to get anything new? Are you? Did he take time off and come up with some brilliant new ideas? Of course he didn't because he never has. But now, no one, on, not right. just him, none of these old bookers ever take time off and come back up with the only person I've ever seen who's experienced in the wrestling and still comes up with good ideas is Paul. Yep. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Paul White, the big show. Oh, he's got a great new diaper gimmick. Oh my God. Baby. New, something all with those. the diaper. He's always, all those. Got, always got that diaper on just in case. But never know when you have to Foley like the undertaker. Oh. So, okay, here we go. We've been building all night about how big the undertaker is. So what do we get the payoff? Corbin against Jeff Hardy. In a way too long match. Oh my god, it's too long. Uh, yeah, Jeff Hardy wins. Uh, so, so that face win means this was nothing. Because but hold, aren't we but supposed hold to get a toast? Sheamus, does Sheamus still owe him a toast? I don't know what's going they on. They advertised during the show that that was all of a sudden next week. Yeah. But okay, what does that mean? Also, when after Jeff wins, instantly Corbin gets up and beats him up. Did they think that we would believe that the Undertaker was going to come get Corbin after this? Yes. Because well, I think they, they suck. left with the, with the heel doing something. Because uh, again, brother love theory: keep people glued till the last second, yeah. even if it's with junky right. junk, even if it's with lies. And that was the problem we were going through in the '90s with retro. And that's the problem we're having I'm now. Say, do you know that's one thing WWE WCW did? Is there's nothing wrong with that kind of thing unless you never pay it off. Yep. What ki- one of the things that killed WCW was the never promising people things, not You're delivering right. sometimes. That's okay. But never delivering. No. And you, we cannot be doing Rawls and SmackDown where it's like, oh my God, oh my God okay, good night. Because that's what they used to do in the 90s and this is bullcrap and I can't even believe that there was not only no Undertaker there, which I didn't expect him to be there, but 
all but, the writing suge- all the writing suggested yeah. he would be there. Okay, you didn't expect him to be there because you know the reality reality of the situation. But if you don't, but if you just had the story, you're like, of course he's there. Of course he's there. It would That's be the finish. If he wasn't because even if he's re- even if he really is retired, and they are calling that AJ Styles match his last match. Now that's fine. But even if he is retired, he can still come in the ring and uh, Tombstone Corbin and get up. You know that. That's that's something. At least the crowd's happy. You know, it's in a lifetime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once in a lifetime. That's all you ever have to remember. They told you once in a lifetime. But did we say that that then all the faces beat up Corbin with their finishers and it's really stupid? Yeah. Wow. Is that as is that as like house shows you? Can this is get? like the tribute to the troops or something. And then after that, Undertaker's picture is on the Tron, and then. Jeff Hardy goes down and does the Undertaker pose. This is awful. But this is what happens when there's a pandemic and you let all your guys get sick and then you have like five people on deck and you have to put on a show. And you're like, okay. crap, we can maybe fill one hour, but not two. But if, if this was the show, the first week of the pandemic, and they're like, hey, there's a pandemic, we got to do a volcano show, then I'm way forgiving. Then that's if fine, but they knew where they were going with this. days into a pandemic, and you're like, yeah. they're like, we screwed ourselves, here's what you get. Then now it's on you. Now I am yep. not forgiving. Yeah. Um, emails. We, we don't have SmackDown ones, but we have generals and stuff, Larry, that you could read. Oh, do I have them? Good you things have them. in the terrible terrible yeah, world read that okay i want to hear guys. about good things everything is terrible at the moment yeah wrestling promoters are scumbags who don't care about the people who work for them or their fan wrestlers are monsters who prey on women and young people and then <sighs> lie about it there's a disease sweeping across the world that's spread by social contact yep. after three months there's still no cure stupid people are acting like wanting a haircut gives them immunity yep. but on the positive side if we only thought about the ways in which wrestling sucks we would get poisoned by the world. So here are five positive things that have happened recently in wrestling. One, the great Muda recently reported that after his latest knee surgery, he'll be able to walk for at least the next 10 years. <laughs> yes. I expect him to be doing moonsaults <laughs> off a balcony in 2040. Wow. Two, Orange Cassidy is going to be the next wave of AAW action figures, and they worked out a way for him to put his hands in his pockets. Is that true? I don't think any of this is real, but okay. Oh. I hope it's, lockdown. I mean, maybe, maybe it is. I don't know. Sakura has produced 26 episodes of a wrestling show called Choco Pro with her trainees, and it is the silliest, <laughs> most delightfully. Okay, delightful I don't think he'd be making this stuff up. Okay. Four, Jack Hardcore wrestler Nate Webb just started a cooking show on IWTV. His first episode is called Let's Make an Effing Cheesecake, and he manages to make a really good cheesecake. And he tells a story about Dusty Rhodes that got me teary eyed. Okay, this has to Aww. be real. Okay. Okay, all this stuff sounds too nice. If it's not good, then I'm, I'm angry. The New Japan Cup has produced some of the best matches of the year. Oh my God, Show and it comes back Shango tonight. Yeah. Might be the strong style match of 2020. Show versus so Shingo was excellent. Oh God. Wait, wait, don't tell me one because some people haven't seen it. I'll put you in a sixth thing. There are good people in the wrestling community, especially you guys. Oh, and the speaking out movement has grown. Okay, that's a good point. This made you dep- this is me, not him. This made you depressed. And I'm sorry it made you depressed. It me made me depressed. But if people are able to say what they need to say, yep. then it's yeah. a plus. Then we can get to it's the fixing stuff. Yeah. We can get to the healing stuff. We can get to kicking all these idiots out. We can get to fixing things and doing what we need to do. And that's the best. So 
You can look at it I've in a bad way or you could look at it in a we're going to fix this way. I've been so pleased to see people standing up for women in wrestling and turning their back on abusers. The sky is dark, but there's stars in it. And you guys are among the brightest. Oh, thank, thank you guys, you. Ian. Oh, I did not need all that praise in there. I deserve it. I didn't need it. But still, yeah, I like the, the, the point. Yeah, point well taken. There it's, it just seems horrible because I know it's like it's like how when you review a real good movie, yep. it's only a couple hours <laughs> and then you remove <laughs> review the awful <laughs> remake. It's, it's like four oh. times as long because all you do is. But yeah, that's it. That's true. Uh, I'm going to read that was uh, really two really good shows. I'm so proud of us for those shows. You people need to, to go listen to those shows. Me too. Smart movie that's fan. So go get fun. it right now. Go get it, everybody. Um, become a patron or get an extra subscription. Either way, you can get it. I'm going to do raw right now. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Raw, brand new COVID edition, now with some masks. And let's play <laughs> Who Isn't Here so we could assume they probably have COVID, the game. Because that's, yeah, that's... Already in the ring, fighting. So, again, another brother love trope is to start the action early like this and trick people into thinking they missed something, so then they want to stay tuned. Okay? Sasha and Bailey and Oscar are fighting. And they're killing each other. Bailey and Sasha are teaming up against Asuka. And Samoa Joe's in the ring as a host. And there's tables set up. Because if you read on Twitter, this was supposed to be a contract signing. So there's more oh, fighting. Also, what I was saying about Bailey and Sasha yeah. saving wrestling. Samoa Joe is knocking it out of the park. He's great on the mic. Holy crap. But keeping yeah. me... F- he... And I know he is not a commentator... But he makes it feel like a wrestling show. Yes. He makes it feel real as opposed to the other commentators who make it feel like a joke like Tom Phillips. Um, more fighting and the referees have to separate them. So Dolph Ziggler comes out. And okay, now the graphic says the horror show. Even on SmackDown, it hadn't said it yet. But now it but does. But they did say it. But they, they said the words. It just didn't have a graphic. And again, you think it, it's going to have like a Monsters graphic or a blood dripping graphic? Nope. It's an extreme juice graphic. Um, Dolph introduces Drew McIntyre as the man who refuses to give me what I'm owed. Larry, is the story not that Dolph asked for a title shot and Drew said yes? Yes. What else does he want? What the F is this? This is called Dolph doesn't know the story. Was there like a apology in there or a thank you he didn't was supposed to get? No. Dolph's making up his own story. Do you really want to look into the story? Because a guy who was a complete jobber on another show came to the other show he loses in a two-for-one trade yep. and yep. gets a world title <clears throat> shot. Yep. And then Lashley just stands there and goes, duh, U.S. title time. Yep. Uh, Drew McIntyre comes out, and yes, this is double contract signing. I already don't want the show. I'm already embarrassed to be a wrestling fan by the show. Dolph says stuff about the back of your head and the back of your brain and monsters like you. Then they, oh my God, they've added fake noises in this one. So everyone in the crowd is booing. It sounds like all these kids booing. I don't know where that's come noise is coming from. And then all of a sudden there's all this cheering and clapping, but no one is actually moving their hands. So that's nice. That's another great side effect of the week old Raw where you get this, they can sweeten it now and it sounds stupid. Um, Dolph says he's going to destroy Drew McIntyre at the horror show. Yeah, okay. Drew signs and says, Dolph, I'll even let you pick the stipulation. And Dolph's like, well, let me start. And Asuka starts screaming in Japanese to save us from listening to Dolph. Um, Because did we ever get a stipulation on the show? No, no, no. We got explanations out the wazoo about why you would ask for one. Right. Why you're getting one. 
Yep, that's it. Uh, Oscar, is, well, it's it's horror match, so it's got to be like a. I don't know what was the one Abdullah the Butcher got electrocuted in Halloween. Um, the Super Tower of Doom electrocution <laughs> match. Yeah. Um, so, Oscar screaming signs the contract. Sasha says, "Oh my God, poor Sasha." She says, "Oh, Oscar, I'm not the same person you faced before. I'm the legit boss. You were always that." What? That was always the. Wait gig. a minute. That is the least of verbal flubs on tonight's Raw. I know. This Raw, I I know no you didn't one, write down them all. I know, no one knows it, how to it was talk. every 10 minutes. Yep. And then she signs a contract and she says, at Extreme Rules, I will be two Belza banks. Belza. She said it, so it must be true. Asuka attacks Loud Bailey, who keeps screaming, and Dolph attacks Drew and almost gets Claymored. And that was a 10-minute waste of my time. Are you mentioning something about NXT that is announced on the show later? Uh, well, the strap match? The Sasha thing. Oh, okay. So I'll say it now because I didn't yeah, write down when they put I that spot. Yeah, because I need to have this okay, explained so where this remember, came from and what's going on how, and how the rules work. Remember how on that one, the one week where it was jobbers against Bailey and Sasha for the tag titles on NXT, mm-hmm. and then at the and end then- of the show... Io Shirai comes out and for no reason heel type attacks Bailey and Sasha, and then it never led to anything. And we she's thought she's defending NXT. We thought she's defending who NXT. Gave NXT a, a world title tag shot, right? And she's like, "Get away from my land or whatever." And they're like, "But we're the we're allowed here." Anyway, somehow that led to on Twitter Io and Sasha fighting. So now they're giving Sasha a non-title match. Okay. Non-title. When when is that the pay per view? And that match is at the Great American Bash, which is this week, maybe next week, maybe I don't know. So that means Sasha has a match against Oscar and a match against Io within like two weeks of each other. But one's for a title. One's not. Made a title match, and we know that it can be now. Could she? Could we have? Could we have Sasha three belts? Yeah. Yeah, and also we could have them. We could have them beat Sasha and then therefore get an Asuka and Io tag title shot against them too. So there's different ways you can do this, but will they do any of them? And why does Sasha get a non-title match? Oh, did I mention this, Larry? Um, Remember Bray Wyatt Swamp Match? Yeah. That's not for the title. No, because because this is the filler match. Because he, he we're going to have three phases. I hope we're having three Faces of bread. Once right? again, yes, but once again, universal title match is not doesn't exist on a pay per view. Thanks. Okay, tonight it's Viking Raiders against Andrade and Angel Garza. Okay, well, wait, why wait? They're after the t- they attacked Street Profits last week, and they're wait a minute. Oh, Street Profits of COVID, COVID. Oh, Bianca, COVID. Oh, they're COVID. Well, home. I wonder how they got that. I can't. I can't imagine high fiving everyone in the crowd would give them the COVID. Touching everyone. Uh, backstage, Angel and Andrade and Zelina Vega exist. Angel tries to give female ref a rose and then char- to bribe her, and then Charlie comes in and goes, "Angel, what are you talking to female ref about?" So she's Charlie's not even in a relationship with Angel, and she's already jealous. Uh, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what this is. is, Either either let this Selena Vega 
stable carry the show or don't don't yeah. have them in some weird bouncing around yeah <sighs> well we'll see um charlie asks do you think that beating the viking raiders tonight would make you the number one contender stop asking these stupid questions guess what it would make you when it would make you number one contender two ways one pin the champs who aren't even here because they have covid and two allegedly and two if this is a number one contenders yeah, match, we're not number one contenders match, which ne- it's neither one. So Charlie, no, the answer is no. Big Show comes in. Oh my God, are you kidding? Big Show is he like COVID Teflon or something? Yeah, they know it, so they're like, okay, oh, let's- wait, do you find out who else is COVID Teflon later? Big <laughs> Show comes in and he calls Vegas yeah. Smurfette, and then she calls him Jolly Green Crap Giant or something, and he says, "I'm pulling rank." So I'm going to go out to the ring and talk about Randy Orton so your match isn't next. What? Okay. Now later, the commentators will try to spin this as, he's such a good guy who wants to support his friends. You can do that without getting someone else's airtime. Yeah. So he is, I don't blame them for being mad, but yeah, whatever. Seth Rollins thing tonight, I don't know what he's supposed to be doing. I don't know. Talking. Uh, tonight, it's Champions versus Challengers main event. It's going to be Asuka and Drew McIntyre against Dolph and Sasha. Dolph and Sasha has zero appeal to me. Oh, it is the Dolph. Dolph part. is ruining it. <laughs> Already in the ring, Big Show. He calls out Randy Orton. COVID. He's not there. COVID. And Andrade, the thing is, when they yeah. tell you someone's not backstage, you expect it to be a lie. But it's not, so... Mm. Well, hold on. That's not what they say. They tell you the opposite. I'm saying no, COVID. no, 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 no. They uh, who what did they say was not there? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell okay. you. Hold on. Andrade and Angel Garza come out to interrupt. Big Show says Smurfette again because he can't get enough of that joke. That's never been funny. And Andrade mm-hmm. laughs at the concept of Big Show being a legend. He thinks that's so funny. And Big Show is like, "You guys are just millennials and really small. Get away from me." And Zelina Vega says, my guys will end you. They will beat you up right now and send you to the retirement home with Edge and Christian. Guess what they do? Nothing. Ric Flair comes out. Larry, is there anyone determined to get COVID like Ric Flair? I I think you're going to say, is there anyone worse to be throwing out there right now than Ric Flair? I'm telling you, he's determined to get this disease. Maybe he wants to go out like that. I don't know. Okay. Well, guess what? He says, this is, Flair gets lost in his promo. And he, he goes, he's talking about it. And he goes, my friend that has, that has three great letters, RKO. What is that? None of that was in the script. Flair lies. Here's where he says, well, Orton's backstage right now, but he's not going to come out here until it feels like it. You might as well have said COVID, 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 COVID. No, he told, original song. in wrestling terms, he told me he's going to be out there. Later. He <coughs> told me that. I know. When you're in the world of wrestling, you just told me that he will be out later. But instead, he went, Vince told me not to say anything about Orton being, having the COVID. So I'm going to say that he's definitely backstage. He's definitely there. He's back there, ready for an RKO. Flair thinks that Big Show's Netflix show is a cartoon. Yes, cartoon. Remember that cartoon that he's on? Neither do I. Ric Flair tells Zelina Vega... He says, tell your guys to attack the big show. Go get them. And they tease a fight, but nothing happens. 
and the Viking Raiders come out and they fight the heels. This show sucks. It's just trash. It is so not good. And it's like a limited amount of people and it's not interesting at all. This this is such a a tight race between SmackDown and Raw for what's worse. Yep, I agree. Already in progress, Andrade and Angel Garza against the Viking Raiders. Zelina Vega's on commentary. That's a bright spot. She's awesome. She's always awesome. Andrade gets Matt. Okay. Oh, Kevin Dunn and Brother Love are backstage, like, elbowing each other with winks. And they're like, oh, look, Andrade's mad out of nowhere. Like, it wasn't a miscommunication or anything. He's just mad. And then he starts to leave the match. And Angel even looks at him like, what is happening? Yeah, guess what? Oh, we'll find out what happens after this. We come back from break. Andrade's just standing there on the apron like nothing happened. F you, Kevin Dunn. F you, Brother Love. Your old, decrepit garbage. The, you know what? Again, if we didn't do this wrestling show, I wouldn't watch your crap. I wouldn't watch your garbage show. We're but doing it to cover it here like that, for a podcast. Your show when you, sucks. When you do something like that, you're saying, I'm not doing anything else. That, 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 that you no. can't write when anything. You choose to lie and bait and switch. You've already taken that path where I don't even care about your show at all. Can you imagine how hard it is to write a real show or a movie or whatever? But in wrestling where everything's pretend and like I always say, you, you can, can do, do whatever you want. want and you're still yep. too lazy to write. Yep. And they're like, oh, how do we keep people during this break? Got it. We'll make them think that it's going to be a handicap match when it comes back. And then when it comes back, we'll just have them there anyway. And nothing happened. But then on commentary, we'll talk about what happened. F you. Um, Wing Clipper. Oh my God, the Viking Raiders are jobbers now. Yeah, from one match. They were exactly even with the tag team champions. I mean... And then they got beat by the tag team champions and now they're getting jobbed out by a small guy. Again, anybody can beat anybody. This is wrestling. But But this this was a bad look. You're on a shelf. This is... You're on a shelf now. Yep. This was a bad look. Backstage, Ruby Riot is there. And the Iconics come in and they're like, Ruby, why are you alone? You suck. This is just like the old days of NXT. And Ruby's like, I hate you both. And she says, I think you're both jokes and I want a match with one of you. Larry, is Ruby a face by default now? A face by default. And you have told me from what I've seen that there is no way Liv Morgan is not there tonight. There can't. She has to be there tonight. That's what I thought. Zelina Vega and unless she has the COVID, uh, uh. Vega and guys argue and Ric Flair comes in and goes, you guys should get along. Woo. Let's go share some COVID. And they all leave together. Now 24 seven title match already in the ring Tozawa with the ninjas against our truth. Larry, what is the point of calling this a 24 seven title? If we now only have scheduled matches and nobody chases it. No, I don't know. It's because the only time it's it, they do matches for it, and then there's a short span of time after the bell rings and the match is over that people try to take advantage, and otherwise, no one wants that title. Remember how? In fact, there may only be two people in that company that want the title because I know Bobby Lashley ain't going near it. That's a good point. Also, did Big Ninja die? He was a one-off. By the way, back to his home planet. Big Ninja. COVID. Uh, Truth wins, allegedly. Uh, Truth wins. Who cares? He has the title again. And he runs away like there's some kind of chase. We know there's not. Just stop. Everybody's done. Yeah. MVP and Lashley are backstage. 
And Lashley is mad because he thinks MVP might want to still manage Apollo Crews. And MVP says, no, no, don't worry. That offer's dead. I'm wrestling Apollo Crews tonight, and there's no way I'm going to be his manager. Is it possible we might see a double turn here? I don't know, because they actually did a good job of wanting me to want to see because a heel Apollo MVP, Crews. Lashley, that? and Apollo Crews are like three of the most interesting things on Raw yep. of all. Like, There's almost nothing else to look forward to on Raw. Not unless Bailey and Sasha show up, no. I can't believe I'm saying that about Lashley. Hey, that's how that's how wrestling works. Yes, you can turn anybody Write around. Write me a story, yeah. yeah. Write me a story. Yep. Um, then all of a sudden they walk away and they pass Robot Jesus and Murphy. Oh, and we'll see more of them. Yeah, we'll see more of them in a minute. Later tonight they announce it's the Big Show in a handicap match against Andrade and Angel Garza. Larry, the rest Andrade and Angel Garza are wrestling twice. That's how short staff. We know they what are that right means. Now. Volcano rolls. It means that everyone has COVID. Seth Rollins comes out with Murphy. They cut a promo on Ray and Dominic. He wants Ray to forgive him. And he says, you forgive me, and then I'm going to tear you apart. So Ray and Dominic are on the Tron, and Ray says, I will not forgive you, but son, can you forgive me? Because I will kill the Seth Rollins. And Dominic goes, I forgive you, boss, but I will never forgive you, Seth Rollins, until I do. And I'm with you. I understand. This has to have a big payoff because it's been going, what, 14 months now? I think it's 14 years. I swear to God, it seems like this has been going on forever. It it is. It's forever. And Rollins warns them. There is nothing less interesting to me right now than Seth Rollins. I I, swear. It's pretty boring. And then Rollins warns them, be careful what you wish for. And then Aleister Black and Dale Gass run out of the back and we go to break. Oh, my God. Okay, Dale Gass. At least he's doing something. This is what Aleister Black is doing. (laughs) Dale Gass. Uh, (sighs) Nashville Cars driver, Dale Gass. He's my favorite, favorite driver. Um, And when we come back... From the commercial, no time has passed. They didn't even take a break. Rollins tells Dale Gass that Ray is a fraud and a coward. And that makes Dale Gass get mad because that's his hero and his mentor. And Black goes, hey, remember my career? What happened to it? <laughs> oh, it's Alistair Black. What happened to you? Um, Rollins and Murphy against Black and Gass. What a team name, Black and Gass. Didn't, didn't Alistair pin... Seth, Seth Rollins. Rollins, he did. He, I remember it. It might have been a roll-up, but he still pinned him. That still um, counts, yeah. But Rollins and Murphy against Black and Gas. already saw it. Do not want it again. Dale Gas is the weak link, so he gets stomped and Rollins wins. There's a beatdown on the faces. And then they put the Rain Mysterio mask on Dale Gas, and they try to poke his eye out. And you would think that this would look weird with the mask on. No, because remember Dale Gas when he came back from whatever? He had Ray's mask on. Like, he's already done this angle. But Aleister Black comes in for the save, but then they still stomp Dale on the steps. So Dale Gass, he didn't get his eye poked out, but he got his head squished in. So yeah. I'm sure we'll see him next week. It seems like I've been watching this thing. This, you know what this reminds me of? The Kevin Owens and question mark against AOP and Rollins and Murphy, like, for eight weeks. It just is week after week of the same thing. If there's anyone who needs to have COVID and take time off, it's Seth Rollins. Don't wish COVID upon him. I don't know. No, because no, Becky Lynch is having a baby. Don't say that. But oh, okay. but I understand what you're saying. He should take time off. Um, oh, look, Drew McIntyre and Oscar backstage. 
And Sarah interviews them and she's she can't string a sentence together and I feel so bad. This is embarrassing. How did Charlie and Sarah not have COVID? <laughs> oh, oh, wait, who's saying they don't? You know what I I'm am. saying? I'm telling you they don't know if they do yet. Exactly. I'm saying by now they could have it at this very moment in time. I don't know that for a fact. But I can speculate on a lot of people tonight that I think have COVID. Um, but, you know, I, what do I know? Hippo laws or whatever. Uh, tribute to Undertaker is up next. And yes, in fact, we get all the same bullcrap in the music video and all that stuff. So if you watched that last Undertaker last ride promo thing on Sunday, last Sunday, then you saw it there, you saw it here, and you saw it on SmackDown. Congratulations. Does WWE care about your time? No. No, they don't. Backstage Ruby Riot exists. Lana comes in and she's she's wearing almost nothing. I don't know. Is it a shower curtain? What the, I, I think she's wearing a shower curtain. And she says, she says, I'm here to only help. That's not a human sentence. Nothing, nothing is human that comes I'm out of I'm only here to help. I want to help you. Those are sentences. I know a woman. I'm and here this to. This woman is the woman. Okay, this is so bad. Okay, so she does this. She goes, Oh my God. I'm here to only help. I know a woman, and she is more wins than anyone on the roster, any man on the roster, any Trish Stratus that was on the roster. This woman, she is the best woman. Are you ready for the go home line? We have Natalia. Is that like we have liftoff? She doesn't say, and the person I'm talking about is Natalia. She says, we have Natalia. Nobody talks like this. Humans don't talk like this. When Lana talks, if you watch her face, it's almost like she also is disappointed in the I words watch, coming up. And I watch the hamster wheel, like the guy, the little hamster in there, like the ham- he's running and yeah. he's moving and he's doing the wheel. And Lana's aware of the wheel. And that's the problem. There's a yep. disconnect there like, between the script and what the words are that are coming out of her mouth. <sighs> Larry, I'm here to only help. We have Natalia. My God. Iconics come out. It's, and by the way, Liv allegedly has COVID right now. Iconics come out and um, it's Peyton... Royce versus Ruby Riot. What happens? Ruby, I mean, is one of the biggest jobbers on earth right now. Since she's come back from injury or from surgery, she's been nothing. And then Peyton does this. Larry, what is this? She does a spinning brain buster. That is way beyond her skill set. Yet she does it. I am so impressed, but at the same time, so same time, so depressed that we just buried Ruby and clearly they want to do a Ruby and live reunion here because yeah. there's nothing else to do. Oh, by the way, Natalia, we have Natalia. You know who else has Natalia? Allegedly COVID. <laughs> just letting you know. Imagine if COVID could get Natalia instead of Natalia getting COVID. Would COVID be a heel or a face? I don't think it would know. Okay. I agree. Backstage did, interview with Big COVID Show. Does make you... Make you fart? It makes you confused as to whether you're a heel or face. Backstage interview with Big Show. And I just don't want this. He's talking again for the too many times on this show. He doesn't and, you even know, mess up Angel Garcia. What does it say? He says, uh, Angel. 
He says, I have to fight a handicap match later against Angel and Garza. Yeah, Angel and Garza. Nope, that's not right. Uh, here's your match, Big Show against Andrade and Angel. And Tom says, we've all seen the Big Show show on Netflix. No, no, we have not. Also, how dare you assume we have? No. Yeah. How much time does he think I have? I don't know. Andrade and Gar- if, if WWE didn't give us 17 hours of bad programming, maybe we'd bother to turn the channel and watch that. Um, Andrade and Garza fight each other, and they're like, hey, we can't get along as to who's going to beat up the Big Show. So Garza leaves, Guzlo and Andrade, Big Show wins, and then he punt- knockout punches Andrade. Make this show stop, Larry. I can't take it anymore. Big Show. That's what yep. we're getting. We're getting multiple Big Show segments. Why? And multiple matches with the same people in them. Backstage, Apollo Crews, oh my god, he's with Ricochet and Cedric the Alexander. Ricochet? Who? Oh, wow. This, they're finally it's bringing those, back. This should be good. It's those guys from Main Event and 205 Live. R-Truth comes in, and he thinks that they're the ninjas. And he says, oh, this is funny. Truth says, sorry, Cedric the Entertainer and Richard O'Shea. That's good. Okay. But... Realize all three of these people are here, and they could try to pin him for the title. They they don't. Oh, they've they don't been want on main that. event, and they don't want this. They title. would never. Cedric is like that's so below him at this point in time. Yeah. Oh, guess what? Now a commercial for five hundred ninety nine dollar WWE title belts that you could buy on the website. Is that out of touch? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say it is. I'm gonna say, yeah. The government gave us all $1,200 each to feed ourselves and pay the rent for like six months to two years. <laughs> and WWE wants us to spend $500, $600 on a, them, on a plastic title. Get out of here. Two of them. But it's a replica. It's not plastic. It Yeah, okay. Two of them. MVP and Lashley come out to the ring. MVP says, listen, I'm just trying to give back. And I tried to give back to Apollo Crews, and he wouldn't let me be a mentor, so I'm mad. And Crews comes out and says, well, I'm mad too, because guess what, MVP? You say you want to be my mentor, but really all you care about is yourself. So they have a match, MVP against Apollo Crews. Oh my God, the worst camera angles in editing of all time show me this match must have been a disaster. I don't know what happened. Oh my God, they cobbled this match together. Fisherman suplex... MVP wins. He pins the United States champion. And I understand it's because Lashley jumped up on the apron, but that's not the yeah, point. It's a cheap like, distraction. Holy crap. MVP won with a non-finishing move against the, the United States champ. Way to keep him strong. Then Apollo Crews gets up quickly and attacks MVP, but Lashley comes in and puts the full Nelson on Apollo Crews. The, oh, this is embarrassing. They could have fixed this in editing, but they didn't. Ricochet and Cedric, who we just saw are friends with Apollo Crews, runs out from the back to help him. You know what Tom says? What? He says, oh, look, members of the Raw locker room out to help. Uh, what kind of a jobber do you have to be to only be two of you and be called members of the Raw locker room? Oh, yeah, my after God. You had, after you had a segment. After, Tom, just watch them all backstage. As friends, and he calls them the locker room. What a wow. Already in progress, Lashley versus Ricochet after the break. This is a one-sided beatdown, and it reminds me how much Ricochet was on a roll, and then they fed him to Brock Lesnar. Well, you saw him come back tonight, and what happened? 
Yeah, well, if you are a Ricochet fan, I've been waiting to see him. He came back tonight, and yeah, he got beat down ninety five percent of the match, and then five percent of offense. Cedric stops MVP MVP from cheating, but Lashley puts on the full Nelson and wins, and then Lashley puts a full Nelson on Cedric and makes him chump out too, and that's that. So again, I wouldn't mind seeing a double turn here with with MVP, in, but this seems more like a Finn Balor versus um, Leo Rush and Lashley feud where it looks like we're going to get either a handicap match or it's going to be the story of... Because remember that one? And this is kind of like it where it looks like Lashley's going to be jealous if MVP is the one that gets that title and not him. Yeah, it could be. I mean, they've actually written so much good for these guys that I'm willing to do any story they want to do. I know. I know. I'm just sad... That he's going for a lesser title, but as long as there's a story attached to it, I'm fine. Backstage, Dolph talks to Sasha and Bailey. Does Dolph say, I don't watch wrestling? Yeah. What is yeah, that? They, they call him out on it. I don't watch like, wrestling. Uh, you're Dolph Ziggler. No thanks. And they're like, Dolph, you're garbage. You never yeah, even they win. Point Why out, are they're you like, in this yeah, match you with came me? over in a two for one yep. trade as a loser. And we already knew you as a loser from SmackDown because we're on SmackDown. Yep. Wow. And Dolph says, I don't watch. What kind of a line is that? Does he think that's funny? Uh, maybe he doesn't care. It's not funny. Main event, Drew and Asuka against Dolph and Sasha. Oh, my God. Tom says, Big Daddy Claymore. Listen, let Drew say that. You never get to say that, Tom. Hmm. Shut up. That sounds like so gross, hearing Tom say that. Bailey's on commentary. Hey, she instantly makes this better. Instantly. Yeah, because it's fun to have a real heel. Yep. And she says, this is, this is the best. She says to Tom, she goes, I don't know if you watch SmackDown, but I'm the best commentator over there. <laughs> now that's awesome. We get this mega botched DDT by Dolph to Drew, where he basically just flips Drew on his back, and they even show a replay of it. And all and Drew that, does is flip. Well, that is setting up the match we're supposed to want to see. Oh, my God. Yuck. And, and then earlier they talked about hurting each other. I'm like, yeah, probably. Probably. I don't care about this match. Roll up. Sasha rolls up Asuka after like 20 near falls. And that's it. Sasha wins. And they run out of time. We go off the air and that's your raw. Um, hmm. I don't know what to say. I'm going to go to WWE.com slash superstars. And I'm going to go to see all the people that probably have COVID right now. Okay. You tell me if you saw these people on wrestling on raw or not. Okay. So we got, um, let's see. Kiritazawa was there. So that's good. Um, Alexa bliss was there in that match. Okay. All right. So far so good. All right. I don't think anybody has. Oh, Angelo Dawkins. He probably has it, right? Oh no, both of those, yeah, they're on. Oh, Austin Theory. He was he probably has COVID and he was on the list of offenders. So that's two. Bianca Belair. She hasn't been on TV, but assuming that this that that the other guys have it, it's probably a good assumption. Um how is Bo Dallas still employed? Yeah, I, I don't think that has anything to do with COVID. He's just I'm just asking how is he still Bo employed? Dallas. I know he's not, yeah. Um, Carmella, does she have the COVID? Yeah, probably. Um, wow. We know that Charlotte probably doesn't have it. 
Um, we we don't know if Chelsea has it or not. That's five people. Uh, Daniel Bryan, Danny Birch. We didn't say where have they been. Daniel Bryan may have just said screw it. And stayed it's on. possible that's seven. Um, Dominic Dijakovic seems to have the COVID pretty bad because he hasn't been on a while. But I don't know that that's true. But we'll say that's possible. Eight. I don't know. Again, now, these are all speculation. Hurt, right? Jinder had double surgery. He's yeah. out for like a year. Yeah, he's hurt. Um, Fondango, that's that's nine. He might have the COVID. I'm not really sure. Um, what do you think about that one? Nah, he may be just an XT or just nothing. Yeah, I mean, some Can't of these people. Sure. I'll say that I'll say that all three of the uh, the the USA boys or whatever they called unfor- unforgotten sonables or whatever they're called. Oh, I think they're just gone. So that's probably like twelve, and then. You have was the one Uso on or not? I couldn't remember if nope. he was on the TV. No? no, really? I thought I saw him. No, I Where? did because I. You know what? He was wearing a bandana as a mask, so I'm going to say that he was on. Oh, okay. Well, I did not see him. Well, I think he was there, so I'm going to say, wow, some of these wrestlers on here are like characters that have never been on TV. Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane. It's possible. Mm, that would take us up to thirteen. Or so, um, yeah. Uh, Kevin Owens doesn't have it, but he's staying home, no. so no. we won't count him. Um, Kushida, yeah, that's like fourteen. There, um, Liv Morgan, she wasn't on, so that's like fifteen. Wow, uh, Mars, the the Imperium guys, Bartel, and the, that's like search fifteen, sixteen. We're up to like 50 now, I think. I'm going to stop counting, but Mojo, Montez Ford wasn't there. You know, Mustafa Ali is never there, so that really doesn't count. Nia Jax, hmm, interesting. Where was she? Yeah, she should be there. I don't know. Otis, Tucker, hmm, not really sure. Randy Orton, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, down, you know. And again, we don't know about Ray and Dominic because they were on, like, that was from their house. Robert Roode, he got traded, but yet he can't be on TV. Maybe. Yeah, he's got traded, hasn't made an appearance yet, right? Yeah, that's fine. Um, Oh, Seamus. Uh Uh-oh. I don't know. Shorty G? Oh, God. Wow. Yeah, where is Shorty G? I don't know. You could count to me, I guess, but she's almost never there anyway. Um, Chompy. He's probably rehab though because they need to fix his character up real good. Um, like I said, Tyler Breeze. Uh, we know Velveteen Dream's issue, and they probably don't want him on yeah. TV ever again. Um, but anyway, that's just a few people. That's like twenty some people that just are missing from TV, and some of those you could say, well, they're not on TV anyway, like Mojo Rawley and Bianca Belair, whatever. But a lot of those people, like the Street Profits. And Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles all had, and Sheamus all had scheduled segments and things, and all of that was erased. Make of that what you will. Sheamus. We're not saying one way or the other, but we are saying it's possible. We'll have to see. I mean, we'll have to see how far, the, what they're willing to get away with and whatnot. Yep. Because I say they're going to, unless it's an absolute positive test, they're going to put you on TV. They're going to mess you around with people. Doesn't matter yeah. how much contact you've had, whatever. Yeah. Do you have an email to read, Larry? You do. Uh, I do. I do, and I got to call it up. I think it's the last one. Go. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Where did it go? Yeah. Oh, there it is. Dear greetings, SW Heifers. Why can't 
Uh, Asuka beat Charlotte clean. I hope Charlotte's ankle injury keeps her away from minimum of one to two years. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was, she was wrong out, out during the Orton segment. This leads me to my next point, Edge, Christian, Flair. And now Big Show. And all of your 20-plus somethings are in catering. Something is wrong here. Well, was from la- came back you read to- this already last week. Oh, I did? Yeah, because you couldn't figure out the caterings part. Oh, then I don't have anymore. You do. What's it called? General. What? I'm looking at it. Oh, hey guys, I've been working there a lot go. of hours lately, so I like to listen to back episodes because they're an average of three to five hours long and make the day go fast. My favorite parts, next to Walking Whitebird, is hearing what you have to say then and relate it to today's wrestling. In episode 410, Joe says Natalia in the back, and no one told her if she's face or heel tonight. <laughs> Larry asked, Joe, do you think it's always going to be her gimmick where she flip-flops or she just does what they say to get a paycheck? Joe answers, you, Joe, not Smojo. Yes, I think it will. <laughs> Lo and behold, she's been doing that 370 wow. later. Also, the review of the Hall of Fame induction where the President of the United States is inducted, <laughs> his speech sounds a lot like all his speeches now, and Larry says, I can't believe he said the most pay-per-view buys ever were because of him being the headliner. <gasps> we should have known, and here we are. Oh my god! Love you guys, and thanks for the hours of endless entertainment. Thank you. Those who don't have extra, you should, because you won't be disappointed. I love you, son. What, what, what are your parents... What are the... What are you doing, Joe? What parent are your photos, The Rock? <laughs> Wallet email. Thank you. <laughs> oh, good God. Oh, listen. If, try extra and listen to the movie stuff because I do the show. And afterwards, I had so much fun doing it. Yeah. The movie things are just so much fun to do. And I know they got to be at least close to that much fun to listen to. Yeah. So, And there's two brand new ones up. Two really super long. Really You're going to get your money's worth. Photos. Only listening to the movies. How many hours of entertainment just from our movie reviews? How many days of entertainment? Um, uh, tons. 60 some, all, four all or five hours each. Let me read the whole, the whole one just for him, okay? Okay. What parent are your photos, The Rock? I'm your biggest Raw admirer. Just never get lost. I hope to see you win and fight. WrestleMania 29, The Rock versus John Cena. I love you, son. There. <laughs> that was from 2013. Oh, my God. We're so old. And oh. I keep all my emails, so I'll never lose these. Never get lost. You, oh, that's one of the best. <laughs> uh, never- oh, my God. Uh-oh. WWE, please tell AJ she needs to be with me. I have $100 <laughs> in bank. I will drop out sixth grade to marry you, my baby. My baby? Yeah. Oh, God. <sighs> okay, I'm done. See? No more. That was a good way to end it. Okay, we can go home now. Yeah. All right. That's the show, everybody. Oh, we didn't do our rankings. <laughs> oh, oh, because they're hard. Yeah, it's really easy, and I think all three of us agree. <laughs> Let me guess, Larry. Let me guess. Okay. AEW. Yeah. NXT. Yeah, although I feel bad about that. I should have let it, should have been a better show. SmackDown Raw. Yeah, but because SmackDown was bad, but it was short because the under you could skip the Undertaker match because we've seen it, and at least we only had to watch a half hour of terrible with Raw. 
By that third hour, Larry, I was like, I was going to cry. I, I was so bored. And with when two, I'm really, when I really don't know about small raw and SmackDown, my deciding thing is, do I say, thank God Joe reviewed that show? Or yeah. do I say, I, it sucks. I had to review it. And it's, I was like, yeah, thank God Joe had raw. Yeah. Like it's it. a shame So that that's exactly how I know. Yeah. It was too much, yeah. too much work. No payoff. Uh, just, yeah. I don't know what to say. Bad news bears, but good news goats. Um, uh, that's that you could get smart movie fan right now. That's good news goats, right? That is really good news. And I'm not, I'm serious. I am serious when I say you guys will, we had so much fun making these last two episodes. Oh yeah. My God, they're worth listening to and watching the movies accordingly. If you want so do that, but I believe that's our show. Everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. And until next time, bye everybody.